Welcome to Pokemon Dungeons and Dragons. Join our heroes, Phoebe, Milo, CJ, Bentley, as they explore the Laris region, learn about their new friends, and discover the world around them. With many avenues open before them, our heroes decide to divide their efforts to further explore their surroundings. Hello everyone, welcome back to yet another Pokemon D&D side mission. Today and right now, it's Milo's turn. Milo, you're in the hot seat. Uh, you, you get to play the very fun game of Hurry Up and Wait. Okay. As you guys have made your way into the Wadalongan Rite of Learning. Um, as, the, as the four of you enter into the, the very large stadium-like structure, Bentley goes... And runs off ahead uh, to to meet um, a, an older man in a in a lab coat who's taking some notes, and the two of them uh, begin engaging in heavy, studious battling. An amount of time passes. If there's anything you'd like to handle in the building, um, is there anything in the building to do uh, other than engage with the scientist, Doctor Professor? who's sort of engaged with Bedley. There's not a whole lot, but there is a Pokemon PC. Okay. If you have need to switch out your your team. I'm content with my current team. Okay. Uh, at this point, uh, Crash and CJ are kind of just splashing around in the, the river that's flowing through the building. Uh, as, as Bedley finishes up his studies and uh, walks up to you guys, he goes, well, uh, i gotta got to go keep working on my... Uh, my, my studies and meet uh, Fisk tomorrow morning, so see you guys later. Have fun with that guy. He's, yeah. <laughs> and he scampers off, uh, at which point uh, Phoebe begins interrogating the, <laughs> the aforementioned Dr. Lawson. Um, and a little bit more time passes. Uh, they, they do eventually stop training and then uh, Phoebe pulls out a small notebook and appears to be interviewing the man. Um, and then eventually she, she tires of this, comes up to you and says, I'm gonna go uh, check in with uh, Lillian for a bit. I'll okay. see you later. Have fun. She's like, yeah, I can't wait to learn all the things I'm gonna learn. <laughs> she, she wanders away. Uh, CJ doesn't even notice that they've finished and is still just splashing around in the river. Okay, the yeah. floor is yours. I'll head up and meet. Dr. Lawson. Dr. Lawson. Yeah, uh, as you as you walk up to him, he goes, Oh yeah, hello. How's uh, the, the children coming yes. to uh, do the study? I am. Perfect. And what is your name, young man? My name is Milo. Ah, it is a pleasure to meet you, Milo. I am uh, Dr. Lawson. You can call me Heinrich if you prefer. <laughs> I will stick with Dr. Lawson. <laughs> yeah, of course. Okay. Uh, you, you know, doctor, professor, whatever you prefer, does not matter. I'm not actual doctor, you know. Oh, just, uh, I was going to say, which degree are you more proud of? <laughs> <laughs> no, it is, uh, it is just sort of the, the title that has been gotcha. given to me. Um, so, what brings you to the right of learning today? Uh, well... <laughs> I'm sure you heard from the other two, but we uh, we got to learn some things at the Illuvia Rite of Learning, mm -hmm. and uh, you know I came to 
maybe get some insight as to how to perfect the things we began there and also learn some new things. Yeah, yeah. So you may find that, uh, you know, Alluvia, big city, you know, lots of uh, very concrete place, you know, not a whole lot of nature around. Mm -hmm. So the things you learn here might, uh, may not help you in an environment like that, but they will definitely help you uh, on the the trail, you know, when traveling between the towns as the, as the youths do, you know, you, uh, your friend Phoebe says she come from uh, Amber Craig. Yeah, uh, that is a long way away if you don't uh, take the river up through the mountain. Yeah, yeah. So you, you go all the way around. Yeah, yeah. So you must have learned uh, an awful lot. Then you are you are a seasoned veteran. What do you need uh, the right <laughs> of learning? You know. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's we've been working on things, and uh, you know, it's it's always nice to get a fresh perspective. Mm-hmm. Very good. That will. Uh, that will serve you well on your, your journey. So if, uh, without further ado, if I could meet the students. Sure. Do you want them all at once or one at a time? Whatever you'd like to do. You know, if you have sort of a, a game plan, you know, sometimes uh, your friends come in, you know, they say, I want to do this one. Yeah. You know, we, we, we do like some, some super team ups, you know, but if you have uh, just, you know, you just are curious, you know, your friend uh, Phoebe comes in, she say, oh, you know, I just caught this thing, what does it do? You, know, <laughs> yeah. you, can, you can do that as okay. well. Well, I'm going to start with little buddy. Okay. Um, and I send him out. Yeah. And uh, my little cynical friend. Yeah, he claps into the, the wet mud and starts to sink a little bit. <laughs> um, he's, he's, like he's like up to his belly. <laughs> oh my goodness. He's uh, very small. Little buddy is uh, he's a great energetic little guy. And uh, he's, he's really good with his ember and uh, his smoke screen moves. But we've been working on... Uh, what I would know as flame wheel kind of being able to like somersault and do like a fire physical attack kind of deal okay okay so yeah yeah sometimes you know the fire types they do the uh, the flame wheels the fire spins you know they mm-hmm. like throw the wheel of fire but you are throwing fire like he is on fire you yeah. throw him yeah yeah so like cause he his back lights up so if he were to curl in a ball and become kind of like a flame ball yeah, okay. Yeah, because I've done some tag team attacks where he's kind of become a projectile, and I think <laughs> that might help him too for those. Okay. He's, like a, he's like a deadly top, you know. You, yes. you spin him, and away he goes, yep. and then fire comes out, yes. you know. Yeah. Okay, well, uh, you know, let's um, show me a show. Us, let's see a little uh, demonstration. What are, we, uh, what are we working with here? Okay, is there an area that's not... Like mud and sand. Because yeah, yeah. If, you, if we head to uh, the middle of this little island, we have some uh, little bit of you know solid ground. So yeah, he's just so small. <laughs> yeah, yeah, his body is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. he he kind of climbs up and then sinks again. <laughs> climbs up. I'll just I'll pick him up. And okay. We'll wade over to the island and I'll set him down mm-hmm. and go. Hey, little buddy, show um, show Doctor Lawson here. Um, how how hot the fire on your back can get. Okay. He just sits there and goes He's like a little welding torch and he's just shooting out the little fires. He goes, Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. And sees this. And and then uh, little buddy curl up in a ball and, and roll around. <laughs> he grabs his ankles and just goes 
<laughs> just starts rolling and goes, I could see, you know, maybe if uh, you say he is a projectile, you yeah. know, because he is so small. Yeah. But, you know, if you throw him hard, he just shoots the fire. Yeah. Could see that doing some damage. Yeah. We can work with this. Okay. Okay. So we have a little buddy. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this is interesting. Keep him, keep him out and around. He's uh, enjoying his presence. <laughs> Shouldn't be an issue. Yeah. Let's see, let's see. How best to help him learn to flame wheel. So as of now, this technique, it only works when he has a friend. Yeah. Someone has to, you know, throw him Pretty into much. moving yeah. fast. You know, he is, uh, because, you know, he's, he's so little, you know. Yeah. But even then, you know, he's just kind of launched and whether or not the fire part connects is another story. Yeah, yeah. So he kind of needs to be it able to, to spin. Yeah, so no good if, you know, he hits his nose. Yeah. Uh, Geodude, you know. Correct. Just, that yeah. is no good, but you hit Correct. the fire, you know. Or even just if he's spinning, the, the impact won't be as rough on him either. For sure, you know, he can hit and keep going. Yeah. Then, yeah, you get him to land on his feet. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Can do this. Uh, let me let me bring out my, my teaching aids, if you will. Perfect. So, says that... Jam and Leo come out, um, and you see a little uh, purple puddle kind of gooping into the center of the platform. It rises up into a very small, translucent purple little buddy. Oh. Um, and you see uh, Leo is a, a dog-like creature um, that kind of wanders out, um, flicks a little bit of paint off of its tail. Sweet. Um, kind of straightens its hat and begins uh, sketching. He goes, uh, tell me, what does, um, what does little buddy usually, you know? Come right on, or gets thrown by. Uh, I have a, a hound or hound dog kind of rides on the back of. Okay, he goes. Uh, he goes. Leo, you know what this is? You know that's a fire dog. You know it does all the barking. He goes. Leo kind of sketches out a nice little outline of of a hound or. Okay. Um, and upon getting your approval that this is indeed uh, what a little buddy usually rides on. Um, he finishes in a little bit of the details, mm-hmm. puts one of his paws onto the artwork, mm-hmm. and kind of stands it up and stretches it, Whoa. and it kind of takes form on the ground. That's cool. Um, and the translucent little buddy kind of goops its way on top of the uh, painted hound door. Sweet. Did he say his name was Jam? Yes, it's okay. Jam and Leo. Cool. Well, that's pretty awesome. So let us um, see the, the fire in effect, you know. Yeah. Uh, so Jim, um, you see the, the little one, little buddy, you know. You guys see he's you. Um, so what you do is you, you know, kind of like shoots a fire out of your back. And Jim just looks at him like a little bit of jelly, kind of like wiggles <laughs> off the back. He goes, that is close enough, you know. He goes, uh, now what we need is um, some kind of target. Um, so... Let's see, what if we use... I've got it. And he goes, he goes, Leo, uh, sketch us the, the little creature that was in here the other day. That one, yes, you know. He starts drawing just a tangled mess of lines. What's he doing? And he pulls it up and, he, and it's painted green and it's got little red boots. And he goes, and it goes, and it just kind of goops and rolls over. Um, and just plops itself in place. And you see a little, a little tangle of nice. made of paint. Nice. Um, he goes, so if I'm understanding correctly, you know, uh-huh. that little 
the hound dog is going to do the run mm-hmm. and he stops suddenly and the little buddy he goes flying yes. and does the spin okay yeah so here we go that is not bad that is not great so the the hound dog gets gets running uh-huh. gets to a pretty good clip and he skids to a stop in the mud and the the little buddy analog flies off and then just sticks to the paint <laughs> yeah maybe not so good when it's not actual fire i think jam might be a bit too sticky for this demonstration probably could have seen that coming how does uh, how does our little buddy feel about you know getting his hands dirty no, I'm, I'm sure he's i'm sure he's game little buddy what do you think he's like <laughs> yeah you've done fire that war yeah, he climbs onto painted hound door, mm-hmm. and he kind of holds his little paws up, and there's paint all over, and he's like. <laughs> then the hound door kind of gets back to the starting position. The the painted tangle like starts menacing with its painty tendrils, <laughs> and uh, the hound door takes off. Nice. As he gets rolling, this is pretty good again. Get a let's, let's get a an attempted flame wheel from little bit. Just straight roll. Yeah, yeah. An eight. Eight. Mm. Little buddy just gets launched and he goes. <laughs> he's like a little cannonball. Yeah. And he's not spinning very fast. He's yeah. just kind of like hurtling through the air. Yeah. Um, he's almost like a like a nose cone. His nose. <laughs> it's like a dart. Um, and at the last second, he tries to like coil backwards. Um, he actually starts to go over the Tangela's head, and the Tangela puts out two little paint tendrils and kind of catches him and slows him down. And, like, lifts it back. And he's just covered in paint at this point, and he's just like... <laughs> he he kind of climbs back on Hound and goes, let, let us try again, you know, it's uh, not a problem. I can grab my Hound he's a little more comfortable on that. Oh yeah, for sure. Okay. You know, if it, if the if the friend is nearby. Okay. So I'll run out and swap him out for a moment. Pull out Howl. Say, hey buddy, we're gonna practice that um that tag team move you guys are doing at the gym, and put little buddy on his back. Yeah. yeah. Kind of digs his little paws into the the mud and like, yeah, it's and the, tough. Yeah, and the the painted hound door is just kind of sat nearby. Just like perched, watching the whole thing go out, and I was like, "Yeah, I know." He's <laughs> like, "What? What? I know. What is that? It is weird." Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then the two, the two can take off whenever you're ready. Okay, ready for your signal. All right, so run at that uh, green paint thing, and then stop and launch little buddy off you. Okay, okay. so let's let me get a, a D twenty from Hal. For an eleven, okay. And oh my god, a two and a two. Jeez. Okay, so how um, even on the relatively solid surface that he's on, just from the mud and the water that's nearby, he's yeah. kind of slick, so he's afraid to get up to a good speed, mm-hmm. and he kind of slides into a stop and starts to tumble mm-hmm. as little buddy just kind of jumps off and slides on his feet, leaving like a little paint streak behind him. <laughs> He slides right up to the tangler and then just gets up and kind of waddles back over to Howl. Helps him back up. Alright, maybe because the mud is so sticky, um, you could instead just like buck him off your back. Just throw him. Fling him? Yeah. Yeah, go for it. Let's do another uh, d20 from Howl. 19. Yeah. 
and a 16. Dude, okay. So they, yeah, they kind of find their rhythm. Uh, Hell's like, yeah, I'm not really getting anywhere with the mud on my feet. And you're like, just bucket. He goes, kind of kicks. And little buddy just goes, like nose cone forward. And then he, he grabs his nose and just goes, light the fire. And he starts going. And as he gets uh, closer and closer, go ahead and roll a d6. How hot is the fire? A four. So hot. Yeah, the fire uh, starts to spiral out, and he gets going faster and faster and spiraling. He actually burns through the painted tangela and kind of lands behind. Um, let, let's see how gracefully. Get a get an X check from little buddy. How does he do? A twelve. Okay. Yeah, he lands. He lands on the two feet in like almost superhero pose. He's like sliding <laughs> on it, one of his knuckles. Nice. And he's, he kicks the fire backwards to kind of slow himself down. Good, good thinking on that one. That was good. And the, the painted tangela just goes and just falls into a puddle and uh, Leo just kind of waves his paintbrush and all the paint just reconstitutes into his uh, sail. Cool. Well, that was very good. That is very good. So I think what we have learned today is, you know, as a little buddy, you know, he works very well with with how, mm-hmm. um, so that is maybe a you know, relationship to keep building on. Yeah. Um, you know, they burn, it's a fire type, so you know, they burn together. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any suggestions on how to begin training on that without Howl? Because, you know, uh, other than trying to say, like, throw a couple embers at once and get some the real like fire spin type thing going if you really want him to just be like a pinwheel and get him going super fast um maybe try to have him on like an incline or something you know like a hill have him roll down for practice you know i feel like if he were to ever evolve it might be a lot easier for him because his current body type does not lend itself yeah the snout is you know tricky yeah but we're still gonna work on it yeah yeah Certainly, don't uh, don't lose hope. That was a good yeah. display. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of want to, while they're both out here, have Howell kind of work on his. Um, don't know how to word it, but his ability to be aware and protect others. So. Maybe a scenario where if one of your research assistants were to be throwing attacks at little buddy while he runs around and have Hal try to to block them or deflect them. Okay, so like uh, using his body as like a shield, throw himself. Kind of, or even just being able to like throw an ember to deflect it or something, and practice that, and that might help little buddy practice like moving faster and more controlled motions, double dip. Yeah, okay, we can do this. Those, uh, you know, there's, uh, you know, the octopus, you know, he mm-hmm. crawls around the town, yeah. that's all the Yeah, Mr. Plants. K. Yeah, Mr. Yeah. K. So, what we do, we have Jem be Mr. K, you know, he mm-hmm. shoots the ink blocks okay. at you, yeah? Yeah, okay. Yeah, and then, um, obviously we try not to just 
destroy little buttons. <laughs> it's a very cute. Yes. Um, so what we do is, you know, we use the, the paint from Leo, you know, and the gem. So just very sticky. Mm -hmm. So if we well, catch him, he will slow down. Seems like he enjoys the paint. So <laughs> yeah, he is. Uh, he is finger painting. Yes. He's got it like on the floor. <laughs> just making little paw prints everywhere. Nice. Yeah. Okay. So here's what we do. And the, the ditto just kind of constitutes into a purple translucent Mr. K, all the while with two derpy little eyes. <laughs> and he just goes, Are you ready? Yeah, little buddy. Just move, run. Don't he's, get hit by the painting. He's like, What? Don't, don't, get, up don't get hit by the ink. Run, run. Uh, Pat, okay. I want you to make sure he does not get hit by any paint. Okay, you ready? Yep. First, first shot. Natural twenty. Um, howl, roll, uh, roll to to ember that that uh, ink shot. Natural one. Natural one. <laughs> oh, exact opposite. Oh no! So right away, little buddy looks up, goes what, and just gets stuck to the ground. Oh my goodness! And howl just like starts coughing, and he's like, maybe what? what let's uh, you know, we'll do a. Uh, a hot start, you know, we try again. <laughs> we get the get the jam off of the little one, you know, and the 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 goo that kinda shot on there just kinda goes back over to to the ditto. Oh my just goodness. Rejoins. He goes, okay, we'll try again. Yeah. Little buddy's just like Alright. Tell you what, for this first one, little buddy don't move. Stay where you are. How? I want you in the middle, in between them. And if if you miss you have to find another way to deflect it. All right, there he goes. He's ready. Everybody's in position. Okay. It's still pretty good. It's a 16. A natural one. Natural one! <laughs> oh no! Hell sees it coming and goes, <gasps> and it just hits him in the face. And he's like, ah, oh, man. And he kind of brushes off. He goes, let's try again, you know. But it's okay. Who will get that? <laughs> oh my goodness. Here we go. Alright. Here we go. Shot number three. Third time's the Alright, Hal. Come on. I know you can do this. Oh, you can for sure do this. I need you to be able to protect yourself and your friends. So show me what you've got. Alright. Incoming attack is a six. I'm rolling my ember hit. Or just a yeah, twenty drilling an ember hit. Then a seven. Then <laughs> a seven. Okay. So as the goo is making its way over, Howl shoots out a gout of flame and they collide. And it's just enough impact to stop the goo and kind of drop it smoldering to the ground. Okay. And then I'm gonna say, Alright now, little buddy, run. Howl, do it again. <laughs> little buddy's like <laughs> Don't let him get hit, Howl, don't let him get hit. That's that's a four. Uh, unnatural 20. Ah, oh, there it is. Alright, Hal's found his stride. He's keeping himself in between Little Buddy and the firing squad. He's launching embers, knocking goo balls out of the sky. Let's get one more for, for good luck. It's getting worse, that's a two. And that is a 14. Yeah, so this time as he's breathing in, he goes and the fire's already there. It just goes and just knocks it right back into the ditto, who just kind of tumbles back into a pile of jam. He's saying, like, um, <laughs> can we do one more? Because I want yeah. to do one. Okay, so oh, how, how I want you to I want you to pick up little buddy and bring him back to me without him getting hit. 
Yeah, he kind of he picks little buddy up by like the scruff of the neck and then just yeah. tosses them onto his back. Here, here we go. We'll do we'll do two rapid fire shots. Okay. A six and a twenty-two. Ooh. Okay, so the first one uh, just immediately he's like. Shoots out the goo and little buddy just like starts to duck instinctively and Hal just goes, is there any and deflects it. Okay. And you said the second one is a 22? Yeah. Yeah, the second one is it as it comes shooting out, Hal will just breathes in real deep and there's just smoke is billowing out of his jowls as the one more fireball just shoots out and just incinerates the second shot. Nice. One final shot between him and Milo. Here we go. As you do. Natural one. Natural one! Bro, that's three. <laughs> You're like three for five. That's, that's uncanny. Yeah, uh, as as it, the dittos kind of just... Is there any sort of save he can do to make sure that he's the only one getting hit by it? Uh, he can... Or does he just fail? <laughs> little, little buddy can try to make a deck save and we can say the howl's throwing him. Okay. Be like, be safe! Natural 20. Natural 20! <laughs> yeah, oh, Howell sees that there's no way he's gonna take this shot out, the angle's just too perfect. And he just kinda slides around on his front feet and kicks little buddy off towards you. And he just lands right in Milo's hands. Amazing. Just... Oh boy. <laughs> Alright. Well, that was, that was some pretty decent work, but um, you know, we'll have to keep working on that. Yeah, that is, you know, it is, it's tricky. It is hard to dodge all the things all the time, but, mm-hmm. you know, he does a good job. He knows to, who takes the hits, he knows when to, you know, keep running. Yeah. My goal with him is to, uh, well, in short, I want to become a, a male delivery trainer. Well, I want my Pokemon to be able to deliver mail, and my hopes is that uh, one day Howl can help the the new recruits on their first journey or two. Because that is very noble, you know. It is uh, not the most glamorous job, but it is necessary. It is. It is good. And I don't think that, uh... You know, I don't, I don't think that Pidgeys are the only, um... the only option. I think more Pokémon would be willing to help and would do just as good of a job. That is very inspirational, you know. You see, uh, you are seeing potential in others that maybe would never get the chance. Yeah. It's very noble of you. Speaking of, um, I'll put Hal back and I'll take have Derby back on my team. Okay. Um, I have my Murkrow here, Monty, who has been training the most for this exact purpose. And he's been, uh, he's done a couple journeys on his own and he's been working on a tailwind slash whirlwind move. And, um... I kind of want to see what you think on any avenues to kind of perfect it. Okay, yeah, I can try to, you know, lend some wisdom to someone else's ideas. We can see this. Okay, so I'll send out Monty and uh, I'm going to tell him to whip up a whirlwind or a tailwind. All right. Let's do a tailwind first. Okay. We just want to build up some speed, get flying real fast. Yeah. So let's do the effort on his. Do that little check. 
Is uh, it Constitution? Mm-hmm. Twelve. Twelve. Yeah, that is that is sufficient to whip it up. For for a relatively small bird, he's making quite a lot of wind. As he starts kind of circling the the island, just kind of seeping into a like a, a steeper banked turn. Mm-hmm. So he's almost like perpendicular to the ground as he's flying in circles. Nice. It's getting going faster and faster and faster. It's like he's he's good at it and he can do it, but um, it still requires a fair amount of concentration, mm-hmm. and uh, it's difficult to do in a pinch. Yeah, you know, for for one so small, you know, it's when when they're under stress, you know, when mm-hmm. they're under fire, mm-hmm. um, it is not uh, the easiest thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so perhaps what you do is you keep working with him in a. In something that starts peaceful, you know, let him fly around the, the academy here, you know, he is flying, and then all of a sudden there is like big threat, you know, and get him to just keep going. Yeah, and then when he is not so worried about, you know, keeping it going, then you start worrying about, okay, we are in, you know, we are in a tussle now, somebody wants to fight us. You know, it's a danger, mm-hmm. and then have him whip up the okay. tailwinds, you know? Um, and then build up to it. Get him comfortable when it is safe so that he can be okay. focused. So I have an idea then, if mm-hmm. you don't mind. If yeah. I send out my other friend I brought, Derby, um, and he'll kind of pop out. And, like, he's also training to, to deliver things, but um, I haven't really used him much, but I noticed that he can actually conjure up a sandstorm. And so, oh, yeah. um, maybe seeing if Monty can use that kind of whirlwind to keep him safe from his own sandstorm, um, and aid in his flight, and then maybe even have Derby try to mudslap him, and Monty try to find where he is in the sand, and kind of train them both. Yeah, let us, let us see how this goes. Okay. This is good. This is definitely the place to try. Yeah, right? <laughs> Can't go whipping up sandstorms in many of the cities, you know. People yeah, look at you funny. I don't. I've never used derby in battle capacity before, so that's always the first time for everything. Uh, derby? No, I'm gonna have you keep your bag because it will simulate if you're doing a delivery. I want you to have that handicap on you. He just goes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, derby. I want you to whip up a sandstorm. <laughs> His eyes go white. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Derby just kind of winks at you. Um, he pops underground for a second, comes back up, and he's just kind of covered in mud. And he just he concentrates for a moment, and a little bit of uh, the water that's in the mud kind of starts to pool away, and leaving a little bit more dry earth. And he starts to kind of just starts digging in a circle really, really fast. And he starts whipping up just a lot, a lot of sand all around him. And it's getting harder and harder to see where Derby is. And a lot of that sand's getting caught up in the the tailwind that Monty's making. There's like a big, like, dust devil in here now. Okay. Um, All right. Don't start yet, Derby, but um, I want you to try to throw some mud at Monty. Okay. You hear? <laughs> All right, <laughs> Monty, Derby's in there. He's gonna be throwing mud at you. I want you to try to whip up a tailwind to get going fast enough that you don't get hit. Okay. Get that, get that tailwind, boy. It's 
the natural one. Yeah. You kidding? I'm all over. <laughs> I'm all over. Okay. Yeah. Should I roll to hit his derby? Yeah. Oh my god. He nails him. Yeah. 22. <laughs> yeah. Dance derby up. pops out of the sandstorm and goes whack. <laughs> big old gob of mud as Monty's like, all right. Damn. <laughs> Speed. He's like, oh god. He kind of tumbles for a second, regains his composure, and keeps going, and Derby goes, <laughs> and just disappears back into the sand. Derby, A-game. Love that. Amazing. Monty, you didn't even get to try. Right, I need you to come down here. I'm going to, like, wipe it off of his beak and okay. stuff. And yeah. As he lands, Derby pops out and goes, <laughs> Not yet, Derby. <laughs> I'll tell you when. And he goes back into the sandstorm to keep it going. Keep it up. Uh, all right, Monty. Um... You did a lot of stuff without me, and I know you can handle a lot on your own, but I just want to see, um, I just want to have this peace of mind for both of us and know that you can, um, you can do this. I want you to, I want you to get this down, all right? And I'll throw him back up. Okay. All right, buddy. You go. Do that tailwind. There we go. Uh, 18. Okay. Yeah, Monty whips up a tailwind. Oh, I had super luck. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> I just looked at it, too, before I... Uh, well, that was dumb. Whatever. 18 for this one. I'm an idiot. May re-roll ones he yep. chose not to. Yeah, because it was funny. Yeah. Oh well. Rip. Yeah. Uh, he gets he gets going real real quick. Nice. Alright, Derby, do it now. We'll do a lot. Natural 20. <laughs> Derby's like <laughs> running the calcs. He's he's watching. <laughs> And he throws it like behind Monty, like, oh, he missed. She catches him on the return journey. Oh my god. And Monty just is like, ah. So have him uh, roll to see if he can maintain Tailwind. Get a concentration check. Uh, 12. Okay. Oh, which, um, so it's, uh, it's the same thing to as to set it up. Okay, yeah, 12. Okay. Yes, yeah, as, as Derby's like, Derby. Whack! Just right in the face. He has advantage too, and I don't even need it. <laughs> it's like crit. Done. Yeah. Don't even roll it again. Yeah. Uh, Monty kind of shakes off the mud, uh, but keeps up the tailwind. Dang. And he keeps going. And Dr. Lawson's just feverishly taking notes. Alright, Monty, we're gonna try a new tactic. I want you to turn the tailwind into a whirlwind and see if you can blow the sand away and see your target. Okay, so let's get another check. Another twelve. Okay. Yeah, that's that's enough. Um, he starts flying lower, and in, in uh, smaller circles around Derby. So he's funneling all the sand up, and you can just start to see the little indents where Derby's underground as he goes. <laughs> and Derby throws some mud. Already hits, but just see if he gets another crit. Eighteen to hit. Which yeah, he does. As the sand is flying up, Derby just pops out and goes. Doesn't even look, and Monty's like, "You missed," and he goes, and throws another one behind, and he goes, just right in Monty's face again. Oh my goodness! Monty at this point just looks so frustrated, and Derby's like, wah, wah, just right underground again. All right, um, Monty, we're gonna try it one more time. I want you to, I want you to channel that frustration, and I want you to 
fly around Derby faster than even he is running around in that circle. He's got a 60 dig speed. <laughs> I want you to get a tailwind going. They don't call him Derby for nothing. And I want you to to not get hit by this one. And then if, if it fails, then we'll try again tomorrow. Okay. Armati, you can do it! Ah! Uh, 19. Yeah. Okay, so the whirlwind begins. Out pops Derby. I know he has this like higher AC, but it just doesn't <laughs> Natural 20. Derby once again pops out of the ground. It just drops the sandstorm and just goes. It just throws it sideways, looking fully at Milo and just winks. As the mud just goes right into Monty. Um, who at this point is just super frustrated and comes in for a landing on the ground. Um, and you watch as Monty's just like glowing. Oh my god. Just, he's just fuming mad. No. Like all the mud is just like melting off from the heat. Oh, how upset he is. Monty. Um, and he's just looking towards Derby. And you watch as his, his pupils kind of dilate. And uh, the area around his talons just turns really dark. And the shadow around him begins to grow. Oh no. Monty, are you are you okay? He's just staring like death stare at Derby, who's like Derby, make a sandstorm. <laughs> Faster than he's ever gone before. Alright. Uh, hey Monty. Yeah. Uh even though Derby is fully underground, you know exactly where he is. Okay. You're, you're, you're very keen on where that, that bump in the ground is headed. Is he attacking it? It yeah. doesn't sound like I have much options. Uh, so go ahead and make a wisdom check. Okay. As Monty? As Monty. As Monty. Okay. Uh, 12. So 12. the consistency is incredible. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Monty just lets out this like low rumbling, like half growl, half like chitter thing that he usually does. Uh-huh. Um, and you watch as the, the shadows from around him kind of fold into his, his wings, and he just lets out like a, a stream of flechettes Whoa. towards Derby. Sweet. Um, Do I have to roll the hit? Yeah, so let's... But he's yeah. going to be at disadvantage. Yeah, because he's underground and uh, in cover. And has been hit by Mudslap. And has been hit by Mudslap. <laughs> Alright. So the odds see. are not great, but... Just straight roll? I'll just tell you the numbers. Yep. Probably that. A four. Four? Okay. Yeah, as the as some of his like shadowy feathers kinda strike into the ground, uh <laughs> Derby pops up again. Is he attacking <laughs> one one slap? Derby hasn't been told to stop. He's like, nope. we're just training. Fourteen, which I don't think would hit. well, I think it would, because he's not doing the speed. So he misses? No, he hits. Oh, he hits. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. He hits again, and it kind of knocks Monty out of whatever funk he was oh, in. So no. Are you okay, Monty? Can you do what you just did again? Try it. <laughs> he just he just looks at him, he's like... Huh. That was... Uh, that was dark. Yeah, uh, I've never seen that before. That was new for me. No, that is, uh, does he maybe have, like, 
you know, some pent-up aggression, you know, he's been carrying around some demons for a while, you know. Not that I know of. He is upset, you know, did a... Is he hungry? What is it? <laughs> I don't know. I've had him since he was hatched out of his egg. And he's never, he never had a, like emotional outburst, anything like no. that? No. I mean, he did a, a really long journey recently on his own. Um, and I don't know, maybe something happened. Yeah, maybe he, uh, maybe he learned something. Uh, who, who knows? Yeah. I really... Like, it seemed like it was triggered due to his frustration, but I don't want to... That's not something I would want to do to him. To Yeah, no, that's not a, not a healthy yeah. teaching tool, you know, to, to antagonize him the whole yeah. time. Uh, at that point, Derby kind of pops up and Dr. Boss goes, I assume. I'm just gonna, yeah. I'm just gonna call him. Like, yeah, that is maybe not good. Yeah. Yes, he's like scooping more blood <laughs> as it gets pulled into the ball. Dang. Alright, Monty, we're gonna try one more time. But I wanna try something a little different. So, how big is the like river going through like across? Not like um probably like twenty-ish feet on either side. It kind of splits around the, the central platform. It's twenty feet wide. Okay. Monty, I want you... I'm gonna run and I'm gonna jump. And I want you to channel a whirlwind to help me get as far across the river as you can. Like, think of this as a situation that, like, this is a canyon and we're in an emergency. And you have to help me get across because you can't carry me. So okay, okay, yeah. He he looks at you. And he's like, "We got this." Okay. So I'm gonna have him start like preparing beforehand, mm-hmm. and then I'm gonna run, and he'll do it. Okay. No, pretty much should be though. It's like too low, or even using my inspiration wouldn't help. It's a three. What is Milo's strength score? Twelve. So plus one. I wish that was a one, so I could re-roll it. <laughs> it's just like right on the cusp. It's okay. So bad. Uh, so, uh, Milo, as uh-huh. you start sprinting towards the river, uh-huh. uh, you're able to make it a surprising twelve feet out. Um, as you just leap out, and you're like, "Monty's gonna help me!" Yeah. And there's like this gentle breeze behind you before you just collide with the water. You kind of stand up, just soaking wet, and Monty's just like, "Can you at least drag me off?" <laughs> Give it a shot. Sixteen. Yeah, yeah. He he almost knocks you back into the river as you're getting out. <laughs> Maybe like wind tunnel. Your hair's all blown back. <laughs> Thanks, bud. Good job. Good job. Well. I think 
I have one last thing I'd like to work on, mm-hmm. but other than that, I feel like my Pokemon should get some rest. So I'm gonna walk over. I'm gonna swap out someone for Violet. Okay. And uh, given what just happened, uh, I'm gonna send Derby back out. And okay. uh, Derby, you got a new opponent this time. He's like, yeah. Uh, Violet, uh, Derby here is a mud flinging machine, and uh, he is gonna be uh, chucking mud at you, and I want you to deflect them all. Okay. Violet clacks her fists together, and Derby's just like, yup. He just starts spinning again. Yep, just so they can't see where it's coming from. Mm-hmm. And uh, Violet, get up there, get ready, you know, punch him or dodge him. Um, let's see how this goes. So if it goes well, I have another idea. Okay. Alright. Alright, here we go. Roll, Derby. roll as many mud slaps as you want to see if Violet can block. We'll do five as if it was like a. Oh, we'll do. I was gonna say we'll do six because that's like a maxed out comet punch. So okay. just like, yeah. For Violet, I want you to roll one at a time. Okay. Because the first one's a six. Okay. <laughs> so am I adding this to it, the comet punch? Yeah. Okay, 11. 11. It was a seven. It won either way, but. Okay. <laughs> okay, keep going. Oh, I guess I added them for Derby, so it won't be fair. A 10. Okay. A crit. <laughs> a 9. Oh, really? An 11. Ooh. And a 10. Those are some little rolls. Okay. So the first three that come out, Derby's like, whack, 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 and Violet's just, tsh, 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 and just shatters the mud on all sides. Nice. Um, and as Violet is kind of like cleaning off, preparing for the next bout, Derby just waits. He's <laughs> going. And Violet's just watching him, kind of getting dizzy. And then Derby just goes, and just three like rapid fire, and they all hit Violet. Oh, dang. All right. Here is... And she starts glowing. <laughs> yeah. She's like, oh, come on. Focus energy. We're going to do four more. Okay. So for Derby, good lord, dude. The 22 <laughs> of his team. Ruthless. Yeah. 22 of 15 and a 6. And a 17. He's clearly proving. You're underutilizing him. For real? <laughs> His talents are in Jeez. Uh, weapons manufacturing. I know. Alright, Violet. You got a 16. Okay. Um, a crit. A natural one. And a 24. Jeez. Okay. Uh, first one. Right in Violet's face, and she's like, and she's she looks like disappointed in herself for missing it. And then the second one she sees coming, kind of sidesteps, and as it's going by, just elbows it, and it just kind of scatters. Nice. Um, and then, kind of looking confident at that one, as she turns back, it's just right in the face. Um, and then one final one from Derby is he just goes. And just throws like a whole flow at her. She just puts up all four arms and just nice. scatters it across the front. Alright, I've got one more thing I want to try. Violet, turn around. 
No, okay. Couldn't be. Yeah, she does. Okay. And Derby is gonna throw some mud at you. I just want you to dodge them. Oh, okay. Like, feel them coming and don't let them hit you. Yeah, see if you can see if you can hear or sense where they're coming from. Derby, I'm gonna have you stop the sandstorm, because we've never tried this, and that's kind of a, a little bit of an unfair thing on our first try. <laughs> yeah, so if just stay where you are and throw three bouts of mud at, at Violet, and Violet just see if you can sense where they're coming from okay. and dodge them. So, Violet, give me a nature check. Uh, I guess just intelligence. Yeah, <laughs> nine, nine. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I forgot hers is negative. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, she takes a moment, kind of just getting used to the the general sounds of these surroundings, and then Derby, go ahead and make a stealth check because so far he's been unable to throw him out without going. Quack. Yeah, it's absolutely ridiculous. It's exertion. Uh, fourteen. Fourteen. Okay. Yeah, as as Violet is just kind of full Zen mode. Go ahead and have uh, three attacks from Derby. Okay. Fourteen. A natural one. And a seven. He's not so hot when the sandstorm turns off. <laughs> okay. So fourteen, a natural one, and a seven. Yeah. Um, You're going off her AC. Fourteen hits. Okay. Um, so yeah, Violet is just kind of sat there, listening to everything, mm-hmm. and Derby just goes, War. and you, you watch as her head kind of tilts a little bit, she goes, Psh! and just blocks it from behind her, nice. and then the other two follow suit with two other arms, Dang. she catches the clumps, and turns around to Derby, and he just goes, <laughs> throw on Violet. <laughs> Three attacks. Oh, she has all three in her hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, five, a two, and a ten with no modifiers. I know, okay. Yeah, Derby. Derby thankfully just goes pulls <laughs> <laughs> out of the ground. Good job, and hits Derby. Right where he was. Good instincts. And he pops up like right in front of Violet and just goes. Wah, wah. Nice. Violet kind of pats him on the head. Yeah, I want you guys to hug it out. Yeah. Nice. Good job. Yeah, your little, uh, this little, this little dummy, he is, uh, He's a mud monster. He is, he is something, that is for sure. You say you, you yeah. don't, uh, you never fight with him, no. for sure. <laughs> he is a natural. I, clearly. He is like, uh, old school, you know, pugilist. Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking right now I'm the one that's like, you're gonna become a lawyer. And he's like, no, I wanna play baseball. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much what you're doing. <laughs> I can't even deliver mail. But I'm really good at killing people. We'll have to we'll have to reevaluate. Derby, I'm super proud of you. That was legit. <laughs> but I also know that if you were to deliver mail, you would be fine on the road. Yeah. Give me those letters. letters. <laughs> you're just a home alone though. There's nothing they can do. Most impressive. So at that point, uh Jan the Ditto, uh just sort of turns into a little derby and sits next to him with just the same little derby smile. I mean, can I do one more thing before I leave? Yeah. If you don't mind. You can do all um, kinds of things. 
If you're if you're if Jam saw that what Monty did, can he transform into Monty and, and do that move while Monty watches it? Yeah, yeah, Jam can do anything he has seen. Okay. And so I'll I'm gonna bring everyone back. Mm-hmm. Monty it's just me and Monty now. Okay. And I just want Jam to replicate what happened. So I'm like Monty, this is Yes. This is what it looked like. Jam starts uh, flying in a circle, mm-hmm. uh, and Leo paints a little a little derby, mm-hmm. and has the derby start start spinning really really fast, mm-hmm. and then all the the little paint mud blobs keep hitting uh, the fake Monty, mm-hmm. who then just lands, mm-hmm. and from all around the shadows start to, to coalesce into the wings, and the some of the feathers start to like sharpen almost to like a dagger point. Yeah. And the, the fake Monty just flings out these these shadowy uh, flechettes as the, the little painted derby just ducks underground as the three feathers kind of strike and then dissipate. And all the while, the the fake Monty is just, he just looks like an incarnation of evil. Like the eyes are just fully like red. He's, he's like steaming with anger. Um, and the shadows are just all around him. And how does, if I'm looking at Monty, how does he appear to be taking this image in? Uh, he seems confused, uh-huh. but mostly like, he's me, yeah. but he's doing things. Yeah. Um, you're, you're getting the impression that Monty is not entirely aware of what he was doing. Okay. That's a, so that seems to have been a, a subconscious reaction. Hmm. Okay. All right. Thank you, um, Dr. Lawson. Do you have any insight as to... As to what that was, was I? Sadly, no. I have not seen that. Um, at least not without uh, some sort of, you know, external stimulus. But mm-hmm. it seems he was just frustrated with um, how things were going. Yeah. Um, I don't want to imply anything. Yeah. Without, uh, yeah. you know, I'd, I'd hate to to say one thing and have that not be true. But For sure. If only we could speak to him, you know. Yeah, right. <laughs> and see what you know what goes on in the heads. Mm. That is, um, I would keep an eye on that, you know. Yeah. If uh, if it happens again, you know, so send a send a letter if you know you're on the road. Okay. You like to deliver the the yeah. mail, so you know, uh, keep us. Uh, Keep me apprised of, of that, and, and we will we will monitor that. I will I will reach out to some colleagues and we'll see if anyone knows. Okay, you know this sort of like a dark power living deep within. You know hmm. all that. Okay, I think that's about it. Unless I have my handler has some charcoal, but I'm having issues with like how to have him have it. If that makes sense. Oh, like how to hold it because yeah. there's no light. Yeah. Does not have hands yeah, to correct. Yeah, have you considered getting him like uh, you know like a collar or like a necklace for it? You know, I, I have, around. but I haven't really found anywhere that sells them or makes them. So you know, um, maybe you go to uh, the Anne Marie's shop. You know, she has like little chains and stuff. She okay. has um, some old like maybe a pocket watch. You know, you take the watch off, you loop through the the charcoal. You know. Okay. Sweet. Well, I think that about covers it. 
Thanks for letting me throw mud everywhere. <laughs> well, Scott, it is, it is no problem. It is fine. That is what, you know, the room is full. Learning is messy. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, well, have fun with the, the wild boy over there. <laughs> you can hear the distance. Ah! Crash, come on, man. And then just, he just tackles him into the river. Nice. Uh, and then uh, I'll walk by and tell CJ, hey, if, if you want a round in there, it's it's free up. <laughs> he just goes, cool, dude. <laughs> and, and then, then Crash just dunks his head underwater. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then uh, I'm going to make my leave and uh, I'd like to make my way over to the Cajun Crocodile. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Make your way across the tap. Um, is Remy there? And is Maestro there? Uh, yes to both. Okay, very rarely are they elsewhere around uh, evening times. Uh, hey Remy. Hey little friend, how you doing? I'm doing well. Um, Last time we were here, uh, my my friend here and our little buddy out, he was mm-hmm. back with Maestro, kind of watching him cook. Yeah, and he was pretty intrigued by that, and um, I, I really enjoyed the kind of communal aspect of your restaurant, and uh, I made a stop over at Krabby Cakes as well. <laughs> and uh, yeah, 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 and they were they were making a lot of cool stuff and. It just kind of made me think about how, you know, I've only really been feeding my Pokemon little treats or like trail mix things that I have. And I just, I'd like to give them a, a better quality of life. You know, we had a great time looking for ingredients for um, what to cook with and I kind of want to expand on that and take it on the road. Okay, yeah, for sure. And, you know, like, uh you want to uh, you you want to be like uh, like a like a chef, kind of yeah, yeah 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 you know like um, maybe now in like a restaurant you just want to make like um, good stuff on the road you know? yeah I, I want to yeah. I want to be able to eat more than jerky yeah that is uh, <laughs> you know totally yeah understandable it was fine for the first <laughs> week or two and now I'm craving anything else you know it's like uh, they put all this salt on there yeah and like. And then you have to drink water. Yeah, it's a whole mess for sure. Yeah, I would like to. Uh, I was wanting to learn how to make those pastries like they do uh, at Krabby Cakes, like Charlie makes. But he was very adverse to to. I have been. Uh, I've been trying to get uh, Charlie to come cook at our our kitchen sometime. He will. He will not have it. He always says no. <laughs> Man, he's very. It's very shy, yeah. but you know the the twins. They have had a they've had a, a rough couple of years. You know, okay. They, they lose a lot in the, in the flats, so we uh, don't ever push. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, Damien is a is a good kid, but you know he's he's very insistent. You know, he and he and Charlie they're they're like this. You know, okay. We'll never break them up. For sure. Um, I, I don't know if Maestro's doing any prep cooking or anything, but would you mind? If we learned a thing or two, yeah, for sure. Uh, with um, we are currently working on uh, a newer recipe, nothing too flashy. You know, we're okay. just making a maestro diving into some like spicy soups. Okay, uh, you're welcome to join us in the kitchen. If you okay, want. yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Thank you. 
Yeah, of course. The the kitchen, you know, is always is always open, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I guess the I have three things I kind of want to learn or I'm kind of looking into. Okay. Um, the first thing, which Maestro seems really good at, is maybe how to identify what kind of foods a Pokemon would like. Mm-hmm. So obviously with my team, they can taste things and I can get a really specific thing. But let's say we met someone on the road and I was cooking for them and I was gonna just try to make something they'd like. What kind of intuitive things you look for to be like, hey, they might like something spicy or they might like something mm-hmm. sweet. So there's a tried and true method mm-hmm. for discerning the taste of a certain Pokemon, okay? Okay. It's very simple. Okay. You're gonna be like, aha, I'm not thinking of this, uh-huh. okay? You just give them something. Uh-huh. You let them taste it, okay? Uh-huh. You know, carry around um, a little little bag of like spices, you know, have them smell. Um, that is what Maestro does, you know, he has the, uh, the arm where he's uh, growing the spices. Hmm. Um, those, those are all, um, they have certain smell, you know, the, the smells will have a taste. Usually when they like the smell of one thing, they will like the taste. Okay, um, okay. So he is always kind of playing with your senses, you know, he walk around with the teams, you guys bring all the foods in, yes. you know, he kind of holds it up to you, try to explain the taste to you. Um, but what he really doing, he watching your reaction when you smell. Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, I don't know. This is kind of out of the game here. Mm-hmm. Um, is it as diverse as it is in our world? Oh, or like are there sweet, salty? Yeah. Like, is it that wide and infinite a range, or are there like six kinds? I mean, there's like the shorthand. Yeah. Okay. There's like sweet, savory, salty, tart. Okay. So, um, then back in, how many different spices does Maestro like? Oh, at any given time, you know, he can fit like four, maybe five. Okay. Um, so is it generally like sweet, savory, spicy, and... Yeah, he usually work with like... He like bitter food, so okay. he tried to, you know, get other gotcha. people to like the bitter foods. Um, so he put a lot of like roots on there, you know, they're kind of bitter. Um, but yeah, it, he changes the the palate all the time. You know, he knows uh, just because he like one thing doesn't mean everybody does. So okay. um, the important thing is uh, know who you're cooking for. You know, for sure. So you travel with your friends for a while. You start to figure out what they like. Yeah. You know, little little CJ. You know, he liked the the crazy sweet food. You yeah. Know, but he'll eat anything. Yeah, it's true. Um, but you look at like no. you know you Bentley. You know, he very analytic. You know, you know he likes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I had a, I was taking notes on it um, when we were here last time, and it was, it was really interesting to see. But um, interestingly, my my best friend Monty has been just been kind of lukewarm to everything. I haven't been able to find something that he really attaches to. Hmm. Uh, what have you What have you tried? Because sometimes you know the birds, they're very smart. Yeah, you have to. They're very particular. Yeah. They have like one thing they really like. Yeah, he's he's eaten uh, bitter foods and sweet foods. Well, you know, there's a, there's one that is hard for anybody to not like. You know, it's a, it's a really fatty foods. You know, mm-hmm. you get like a, you get like fresh fries, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you tried getting him to eat like 
anything fried, salty, you know. Salty? Yeah, those are kind of like a shorthand. Sometimes you find a really picky eater, you know, you give them something just covered in there, like fat and grease, and they're like all about it. Okay. But you know, your little bird, you know, he might like just something salty, you know, kind of hit the paddle in a different way. Do you have some salt I can see if he goes, yeah, goes of course. It. So I'll take, um, I'll leave little buddy out, mm-hmm. but I'm going to take Monty out and then, um, well, I guess he has, because he eats the jerky, and that's super salty, right? Yeah, but you know, there's a difference between... Yeah, that's true. That's true. Jerky, fair, fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. I yeah, you know. I take it back. So, tell you what. Uh, you know, my trophy working on uh, yes. the new soup, right? Mm-hmm. Where we, we see the... We see if, yeah, the bird, you know, we see if he liked that. Okay. Or maybe he liked the soup. Okay. Um, but I'd be surprised, because, you know, you get the beak, it might be kind of hard to yeah. like, sip it, but, you know... Yeah. Then we can do better work on like the flavors that he likes, and the uh, maestro will uh, produce like a very small ladle and hold it up to okay. uh, Monty, and it smells like very savory. Mm-hmm. It's like a meaty stew. Okay. And he's just like, okay, see, so here we do. Okay, you try this, Monty, and Monty just goes, <laughs> kind of like pecks his beak in there a little bit, and tips his head back, goes like, oh, come on. <laughs> um, he looks at it and he kind of looks at it and just goes, Yeah. That's good. Okay. Maestro just goes, and just scoops him a whole bowl and hands it to him. Monty's just like, just, just starts tucking in. Um, little buddy kind of walks up and goes, starts slurping that down as well. Do you like that too, little buddy? He's like, mm. it's it's funny because he's the opposite. He loves everything. He's yeah. trying. He pets his little belly and he's yeah. like, mm. that's why he would enjoy cooking. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, I guess my next question, because mm-hmm. that kind of answers that one, um, would be, you know, on the road, because I know you guys bring a lot of food in here communally. Mm-hmm. What kind of ingredients are the easiest to work with? Well, the easy ones are probably the ones that like spoil real quick. You know, you okay. get like the fruits, the you, know, you find them on the trees, you take the berries. Uh, you can work with those. They have a lot of flavor, but it doesn't last. Mm-hmm. You know, so you got to find them every day. Um, but, you know, you find them. You find a good tree that has like a lot of fruit there, maybe you're gonna be there for a couple days. You just take what you need, you know, you just go through that. Mm-hmm. Um, then what you can do, you can hold them out, you know, let them kind of prune a little bit, um, almost like a raisin, you know, you can try stuff like that. Um, otherwise, you know, there are always, um, there are always little things growing on and buy trees underneath them, you know, little mushrooms and stuff. You just gotta be careful with those, you know, you wanna make sure you're not, uh, you know, they eat the poison or whatever. Would cooking that alleviate that? Usually no. Okay. Um, if you, uh, sometime, you know, you find the, you find the, the poison mushroom, you just, you just don't. <laughs> okay. Usually ones with like real, real big, lot of color, you know. Don't go for it. Okay. Usually, if they're saying like, "Hey, come eat me," you know, they want. Yeah. They got something to hide. Okay. Um. Yeah, I guess the the last thing is kind of a two-parter. Is I just kind of want to learn some basic techniques. 
um, especially, you know, for being on the road. Like, I don't expect to have a cutting board and great knives <laughs> at all times. Yeah, okay. And then, um, this might sound like a, a weird request, mm-hmm. but um, my little syndical here, I've always called him little buddy, but uh, I've always wanted to try to find a way for him to either name himself or tell me what his name is. And I was curious if maybe Maestro would be able to to have that conversation with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, maybe what we do, you know, we set them to work, uh, get them cooking, you know. Mm-hmm. The little one, he's very interested in, mm-hmm. in how things taste and stuff, you know. he Maestro always needs extra extra set of tongues in the kitchen, you know. Yeah. See how things go. Um, and they can they can talk about it, you know, maybe Maestro, you know, come up with a, a nickname for the friend, you know, maybe he really like it, who knows. Um, but in the meantime, you want to know how to, you know, cook on the road. You don't yeah. need uh, anything flashy. When Maestro comes to town, you know, he have a, a, a pen. Um, he's cooking with this out in the wild. Um, he actually come here, he, he taught us a like candied fruit mix type deal. It might be a little better for you than uh, just eating jerky all the time. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> so what you do, um, I send you I send you on your way. When you when you go to leave Bologna, you know, you go to continue your journey. Um, unless you stay here forever, you know, that's <laughs> fine too. Um, but you take uh, take a little bit of syrup with you. Okay. okay. Um, what you do is when you find all the you know the seeds and the berries all around, okay? You get a little fire going, you'll be safe. Okay, don't, uh, no big fire. Um, but you just get the little skillet, you know, you toss them in there, get a nice color to them. Add the syrup in there, make it nice and sticky and sweet. Um, kind of preserve everything. Uh, you can snack on that while you go. I usually recommend you look for like almonds or something like that, something with kind of a hard shell. Okay. Get it kind of candied on the outside. Okay. Um, that is how Maestro made it here, you know, he yeah. came walking in and that is what he had, you know, he had a, a pot in a pan and a little little baggie full of uh, like cinnamon almonds and stuff. Yeah. He was doing all kinds of weird things. Um, what about, do you have any tips on how to bake on the road? Baking on the road is a little trickier. Yeah. Um, that is, sadly, that is more the, the area of Charlie. Yeah. That's why we try to get him up yeah. there. But he always say no. Okay. Well, um, I, can, I can try to ask him. Yeah, again. the baking is hard. It's a, not to say the cooking is not, but yeah. like when you try to bake something, you're gonna make everything perfect. You yeah. know, you have to bake for like two hours. Yeah. You know, it's kind of hard to get like an oven. Yeah. On the road. Okay. Even if you put it on wheels or something, if it's not gas powered, you know, it's a whole mess. Yeah. So yeah, I just wanna kind of take some time with them and. Um, with little buddy and I'll have um, I'll have Monty out and just kind of learning the ropes, smelling things, tasting smelling. things. <laughs> yeah, doing some smell checks, yeah. tasting things, kinda um I, I wanna make something that the me and the three Pokemon I have can eat together and enjoy. Okay. Let's see. Let's let's look at their flavor profiles. Let's see if there's an overlap. I legit want like a full page of that. Yeah. Yeah. We can make it happen. All right. 
So you spend the the rest of the evening, yeah, chatting it up with Remy. Yes, um, little little buddy mm-hmm. spends the evening learning a little bit from Maestro, but mostly just in awe at all of the delicious flavors and, and smells. I'm kind of hoping that you know if he can use his if he can use his little fire to to cook things mm-hmm. and kind of put it together, I can help create the recipe for what he's going to make and kind of get the ingredients. Okay. And so if I'm like, hey, we're going to cook something that's sweet today, I can use some sweet ingredients and you can go and use like these four things. Sweet. And cook it. But yeah, they, uh, you, you and uh, little buddy spend the, the evening in the kitchen at the Cajun Crocodile, helping to prepare the nightly feast. Nice. Is there anything else you wanted to take care of in your side mission? Just if they discussed a name. Oh, they would. Okay. 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 Because I don't want to just be like, okay. Here's a name, and then have it be the name of the thing. Okay. That already exists. Sure. Because I've been known to do that. No, that, that about handles it. Yeah. Oh. Cool. Then that is gonna do it for this side mission. This was Milo's side mission. On that note, hello everyone. Welcome to another side mission of the Tater Tots Club. Uh, Today and right now, it's CJ's turn. It's Mahatsi. Hello. <laughs> Alright, CJ. You and your friends have made your way across the land to Watalanga, and even further to the right of learning. It is now time for you to watch as all three of your friends cut in front of you. <laughs> oh, guys! <laughs> One at a time. Whoa. As Bentley runs off ahead, saying, I have so many questions. <laughs> Um, he he engages with the uh, the professor scientist doctor. He's he's got kind of a nebulous title. It's changed <laughs> literally every doctor every <laughs> session. I like it. I introduce him differently. He holds all titles. Uh, yeah, he's he's all things to all people. Um, and then Bentley sort of scampers off, uh, spouting on about how he's going to do some fishing with Fisk and how he needs to prepare for the evening. <laughs> so he he runs away. Um, and then and then Phoebe whips out a notebook oh. and a pen oh. and is like, I have so many questions. Ready and just begins interrogating the scientist, Dr. Professor, um, who is very, very eager to share the knowledge, but is also like, it's a training space. So then they do, they do some, some very good training. Um, around this time, Crash gets bored and tackles you into the river that flows through this building. That's fair. Um, the two of you do some wrestling for a while, because now that's canon, because I threw that out casually, but now it's for real. Um, as Crash tackles you into the river, um, eventually you do see um, Milo's training appears to be wrapping up. Um, he he kind of gives you a wave um, and kind of points at you, and the he and the scientist professor doctor kind of share a little chuckle. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, as you kind of pop up and, and hear a uh, yeah, the, the floor is all yours. Crash kind of dives on top of your head just to hold you in the water. <laughs> I throw him on the land. Okay. Yeah, and then, uh, as, the, as the two of you uh, arrive, just sopping wet and covered in mud, in front of the scientist professor doctor, um, he says, Hello, I am uh, Dr. Lawson, and uh, I told you are CJ, and you, you are here with your friends. That's me, yeah. Yeah. 
Well, I was here with my friends, so apparently all left already. Yeah, they, they apparently, you know, it's the busy lives of children, you know, you never know. They have <laughs> appointments to keep, you know, they grow up so fast. Clearly. Yeah. So what brings you to the right of learning today, CJ? Uh, I guess learning would be the, the main reason. Yeah. That, is, that is a good answer, you know, very safe. <laughs> exactly. You've come to the right place. Yeah, I did have a couple of questions. Yeah. Um, so we've been to previous right of learnings in other cities. Yeah, um, and I've been told, yeah. Yeah, and Crash here uh, has sort of started to learn this cool water turtle move thing. I, don't, I don't, honestly don't even know what to call it. It's just really cool. Um, I just don't know, like, how to make sure that he can do it, like, all the time because he has trouble producing sometimes. Yeah. Is there, like, anything that you have to, like, do? You know, there's uh... <clears throat> Everyone is a little different, you know, different learning styles, but that is what the rights of learning are here to sort of help you with. Just keep working. Yeah, you may find that, um, you know, the, the Alluvia right of learning, you know, it's very uh, concrete jungle feeling, you know, there's not a lot of nature around, you know, there's maybe like a park or something, I'm told. But it's like very, you know, it's concrete, you know. But out here, you know, we have the river flows through, there's a lot of mud. Your little friend, you know, it's possible he might feel more at home, you know, with yeah. the flowing waters. Definitely true. Um, you know, as your, your friend Phoebe, you know, she come in, she has the, the nubster, she talk about him, you know, he is making ice beams. But, you know, sometimes too hot out for the ice beam. Sometimes, you know, too dry for the water types, you know, they get hot, they are parched, they're like, this is not normal. A lot harder to, you know, produce the water biting moves and stuff. <laughs> but, you know, the, the way to work on that, you know, just use the environment to your specifications, you know. Okay. Uh, you know, there's no water around, maybe you don't go for the water at all, you know, maybe you just do the biting, you know, just crunching and munching. He's yeah. very good at that. So it's always good, you know, work on the strengths, but when they are sort of weaker, you know, they don't know what to be doing, that is why the teammates come in to help, you know? Always good to lift others up, you know, instead of like, you know, I see him, he smush you under the water, you know? Yeah. No, we want him to help you, to pull you out of the water. Okay. Yeah, and you do the same for him, you know? That so might be a change I need to make. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, it is fun to, you know, the freedom of youth, you know, you wrestle with alligators, you know, they throw you in the water, you know, that is good. But in, you know, dangerous situations, you are on the road. I'm sure you have seen your fair share of things. Definitely. Sometimes you need the focus, you know, that is what we help you do today. Yeah. Okay. That sounds good. Yeah. Do you guys have a PC in here? We do. It is in the corner. Okay, cool. Away from, you know, the flowing waters. No, yeah, that's smart. Can't put the PC out here and get, you know, explosions happen. Yeah. There's some firebolts so we can inside. You know, it's, I don't want to electrocute the whole city, you know, no, can't have that. That'd be bad. Yeah. All right, well, you met Crash. Yes, hello, Crash. Here's my friend Bang. He's like, Whoa. <laughs> so, Oh, yeah, you know, he is uh, the, the Kung Fu master, you know. Indeed, he is. Very fun. The fighting types, you know, they do a lot of fun things. No doubt. And my, uh, my new friend, Slurp. <laughs> he goes, I see. Yeah. yeah. Slurp's just like digging in the mud, just tossing mud and water everywhere. Crash is like, what are you doing? And then Crash joins. <laughs> <laughs> Starts stomping around in the mud. Fantastic. 
Yeah, perhaps, you know, the focus might be hard to uh, accomplish today, but the, the important thing to learn and know for you is uh, what motivates your friends, you know. Maybe uh, for, for one it is like food, for another it is like, oh, friends are in danger, should step in. Um, sometimes they are just, you know, not motivated, but someone, you know, offends them and they are like, oh, so <laughs> fighting words and all that. <laughs> yeah. So today we will figure out what is motivating your friends. I like it. Let's do that. Okay. So here's what we do. Um, let us let us see what uh, you say. Crash can make this water bite. Yeah, yeah. We want to see that in action. Okay. So what we do is just have your friend Crash. You know, he stand on the on the mud in the water wherever he is most comfortable. Get him to focus. Okay. We want to see the water bite as ferocious as he can be. Okay. Okay. So the, that's. Uh, all right. Does he function better with like a target or definitely? Okay, he's yeah. way better when he's actually like engaged. Excellent. So here's what we do. I have my friend Jam. Okay, Jam will come out here, please. And a little Jim? Jam, Jam, yeah, Jam, Jam, yeah. You know, like the you put on like yeah. toast. Yeah, yeah, that is where he gets his name. Yeah, a little a little purple like gelatinous puddle kind of comes out and yes. folds into a small translucent purple crash. So cool. And they, he, Crash kind of stares at him and is like, ah! And the little dad goes, <laughs> uh, Alright, this should be all the motivation, yeah? No, definitely. He looks like he's ready to go. Yeah. Alright, Crash. <laughs> You're gonna fight him. Yeah, so they are going to throw down, you know? Do it. Let's go. Let's go! Alright, Crash. Give us that water bite. He's going for it. Give it! Oh god. Oh god. Do I get any? What is that? Dex with it? It's constitution. Constitution with it. Oh, eight. Eight. Nope. Just shy. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, the water begins to kind of swirl around, and then uh, similarly around Jam, the water starts to swirl, and then Crash gets distracted, and it's like, Aah! and then Jam starts screaming as well, and they're both just screaming at each other, and the water fades. Solid. <laughs> that that's no, but no. He's he's gonna do what you're gonna do. It seems like that's gonna that's gonna be what happens. So kick his butt. <laughs> <laughs> they keep screaming at each other. It's time. Come on. All right, there we go. That's a nineteen. Okay, that's a twelve from this one. So they both they both rise into enormous watery spirals. Here we go. Crash. See if they can hit each other. Keep that focus. Ooh. Uh oh. 13? Does 13 hit Crash? No. Then, then no. Um, but what's Crash's bonus to hit? Plus 5. Does a 24 hit Crash? Jesus Christ. <laughs> like a truck. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, as they both rise up into a, a spiral of water, you see that familiar like aquatic turtle shape. And as they come snapping together, um, Crash's water just is overcome by, by jam. Uh, as Crash kind of tumbles into the mud, uh, the the fake Crash is like floating. It's almost like a water bending scene. Is on like this big column of spiral water, and you see that massive snapping turtle moss just like menacing overhead. Then he goes, "Yeah, so that is what we go for." Yeah, Crash. <laughs> yes, that is what you want. You know, you get him. Yeah, I'm you gonna do run the, out. Do the stomping and the screaming. You get him good. I'm gonna run over to Crash. Mm -hmm. Give him a little. Well, pat on the nose. And be like, you ready to go now? Because he just hit you pretty good. Let's go. Give him back. I'm gonna like kind of push him towards. Okay. Get it. 
Let's go. Get it, Crash. Oh god. Uh, ten. Yeah. As you as you push him, he kind of he does this like weird Superman jump, and the water kind of starts propelling him forwards, and that maw opens once more. Here we go. Come on, buddy. Get it, bud. There we go. Eighteen. Yeah, that'll do. Yep. Okay. Yeah, as, as Crash dives forward, the snapping turtle mod just collides once more with Jam's form, and you're like, did he do it? And you can see as the water starts to fade on Jam's side, the, the little purple puddle just goes and rides the water down to get out of the way. <laughs> Fantastic. As, as Crash just clamps down on thin air and kind of lands and tumbles onto his feet. Come on, bro! And the water's still spiraling all around him. Holy moly. As, as Jam just puddles to to behind Crash to be like... Folds into another Crash. Interesting. That was very good. So we see, you know, he is motivated by like, you know, sometimes it's not working, he gets angry, you know, he is a, he is an angry boy. Yeah, that's, yeah, that tends to be the case. Yeah, so that is a danger tool to use, but you know, not unheard of. Um, just to use it, uh, use it sparingly, you know, you don't want him to only function when angry. Well, that cannot happen. Because yeah. that is bad news, because then if he is in a good mood and you are in danger, he will, he will you know, he just sits there. That is no good either. And you are just both in danger. Okay. Makes sense. Are we what? still doing this? Yeah. The, the the jam crash has just sat there. He's just waiting. He's just waiting? Yeah. Alright, well, I'm gonna... He's in position. I'm gonna yell at crash not to let like the focus of the water go. And keep it going. You have it swirling. Okay. Try and use it again. Yeah. So this time, it'll, it's the same roll and the same everything, but the water is still there. So the goal is to keep it. Okay. So we're doing a concentration check. Okay. Can do it. Ooh. What is the, wait, what is the bonus there? Uh, it's still, it's the same exact thing. Okay. So still constitution. So then, yeah. It's two different rolls called for in the same, uh... 19 session. that time. 19. Yeah, it, it remains. Yeah, let's go! Get that. 13 again. Okay. Yeah, is he... He's, he seems like really excited that he's got it, and you can see the snapping turtle goes from menacing to kind of like laughing and cackling. His crash is like, ah! Yeah. <laughs> he's like 10 feet off the ground, flying in this spiral of water. He seems really excited. Um, so much so that the, the bite just misses. Mm-hmm. He kind of takes a huge chunk out of the earth next to next to Jam and just spits out a bunch of like wet mud all over the floor. That's all right. As he kind of spirals up and over, um, the other smaller crash is going to attempt to bite him. Bring out a natural one? Yeah. Jam goes to leap into the, the aquatic fray and just goes, <laughs> and just gets swept into the, the tide. <laughs> he gets shot out the, the front of Crash's maw. Into the, into the jet stream. You just see this little purple turtle shake. Just get shot out. He's flying. He kind of splurts into the into the ground right next to Slurp, who's just rolling a, a big mud ball at this point. <laughs> and Bang's kind of helping him pat it and keep it keep it tidy. Interesting. I like it. Teamwork. They heard Doctor Lawson. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Crash. You gotta hit him. Hit him good. Get him. He's looking off balance. Get him. He's a jelly boy. Yes. Ooh. There's Thirteen. The water remains. I just gotta get him. Nope. Two dice. <laughs> Twelve that time. Oh, he goes tumbling into Slurp's nice little creation. No! As he goes to bite, he just splashes it. Slurp and Bang are washed away a little bit uh, as the jam crash kind of 
just like dive tackles over the ball. Um, as the three of them are sat there, uh, Slurp lets out a single tear and then begins charging Crash. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> Is he gonna hit him? I'm gonna find out. I think he's gonna hit him. It's a, it's a 19 to hit. He's gonna hit him. Okay, he, does, he hits him hard enough to be like, you jerk, that was bro. my mud ball. Not enough to hurt, but enough to be like, bro, what the heck? Yeah, that's uh, To which Crash lets out a, a girl like, bro. Redirect Crash, you're fighting him. You, you're fighting you. And he's gonna locate Ditto Crash, get him, and go again. Getting it that time. It's yeah. a 16. Get it. Come on. God, he can't hit today. That one's even worse. Oh, no. Well, he's keeping the water up, though. Yeah, that's he's the important thing. With the water. Yeah. He spirals in again. This time it's like a, an elongated, watery snake form. And he kind of like tries to coil around uh, the Ditto Crash, who just folds into the ground and reappears outside the coil. Of course. Jam is a very good teacher because he will frustrate the, the ever loving Jesus out of you. That's definitely happening. <laughs> Crash, focus, dude. Stop being crazy. Use your water. You're doing a good job. Hit him now. Going again. Get him. Nat 20. I'll Nat check. 20. Excellent. Uh, 15. 15. Which exactly hit. Yeah. He he dives in for one final tackle as uh, Jam Crash. <clears throat> Begins to fold down. Crash, like, fakes him out. Goes for, like, a half bite. And then uh, right as uh, Jam Crash reappears with the derpy little ditto face, he looks back as Crash goes, and just tackles him into the earth. Yeah! Leaves this big crater of mud. Mud goes flying all over. Awesome. Um, and as, as uh, Jam comes crawling back out, he's like, he's <laughs> just covered in mud. Um, as Crash finally uh, begins to calm down, but the water is still swirling around his feet. Ooh. He's just like, Aah! and as he's stomping, he's leaving like these big, like watery splashes in the mud. That's awesome. Nice job, buddy. Aah! High five. <laughs> big watery hand folds out of his. Oh. Kind of claps you. That was neat. You've never done that before. <laughs> Feeling yourself. Yeah. Impressive, dude. Well done. That was neat. He goes back to stomping around in the mud. Yep. That's fair. Uh, I'm going to turn to Slurp. Be like, hey, I want to see what you can do. We haven't really done anything yet. He's he's like, re, he's begun to rebuild his little ball. And uh, and Bang kind of picks it up, packs it down for him, and hands it back. Nice. And Slurp's just balancing it. He's like, oh, okay. Got some skills. And he... <laughs> He baps it over to you. Oh, how big is this thing? It's like it's like a basketball size. I like it. Okay. He's working hard on it. I like it. I'm gonna throw it at Bang. Okay. Yeah. Bang will either catch it or destroy it. It's your he's your choice. He's gonna kick the crap out of it. Yeah. Let's let's roll for a roll for a kick. Kick the crap out of that, bro. Good. Nope. Oh. Seven. Yeah. He goes to kick it. It's very tightly packed earth, and he actually just like collides with it, and it just falls. <laughs> And he looks a little embarrassed. Yeah, it's not. It's He's not like, that was mud. I thought it was going to blow it up. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Didn't quite work. That was weird. And Slurp kind of trumpets excitedly. Kind of frolics over to the ball. And Dr. Lawson goes, yeah, does he use, um, does he ever try to, like, you know, throw this at anyone? Throw, like, 
a dirt ball at somebody? Yeah, yeah like sevens. You know, sometimes the, the ground types and the rock types, you know, they can like manipulate as uh, the ground. I've never they seen him do that. That that would be a good idea though. Yeah, so let's see. You know, he uh, you know how he, he tosses to you. Yeah. yeah. What if we have uh, we have jam? You know, he go over there. He is another the slurps. You know, they are slurping together, and you throw the ball back and forth. You know, and then maybe we try with some force. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Slurpy boy, make another ball real quick, and <laughs> play catch with your with yourself. <laughs> he kind of like tosses it up a couple times. No, like, <laughs> and then sees. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> cool. Okay, so here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna roll. You can roll any of your dice. Any one that you want. Okay. Even as he catches it, odds to drop it. Awesome. We're looking for as many consecutive catches as you can get. This is to work on Slurp's aim at a distance. Okay. Controlling his his powerful trunk. Let's do it. We're gonna start with the 12. Boom. 10. Okay, so he catches. He tosses it to, to Jam, who catches it and tosses it back. Nice. Catch again, bro. Oh, oh, three. First one kind of lands next to him, and Slurp just doesn't get disheartened. He just very methodically rebuilds another ball. Toss it back. Yeah, he throws it, and this time uh, it just hits Jam in the face. Oh, bro! <laughs> and he kind of just like reconstitutes holding the ball, and it's like, throws it back. Goes, Catch it this time, bro. You got this. Oh no! Nine days. No. <laughs> it just hits. It hits. This time, Jam just like throws it and slurps a little distracted. He, he, he's assuming the ball's broken. Yeah. He's making a new one. Just <laughs> takes the <laughs> that ball, kind of folds it into another. He goes, "Let us try with some force." You know, he was good at. Um, he's not so bad at the aiming button. You know, as I catch it, it's hard with the trunk. You know, he has. Yeah. He has no arms or hands, so mm -hmm. maybe what we do is he just throw it hard as you wow. can, yeah? Alright. Jam can take it. You just throw. Alright, Slurp, so we're not playing catch anymore, dude. Try and, try and rock him with one of those rocks. Let's see. ready. Oh, five. <laughs> just right into, into Jam, who like catches it and it just gelatinously throws it back. Let's get a dex save. You got this, Slurp. Ooh. Ooh, baby. What is his dex? Minus one. Fifteen. Yeah. He uh, he coils himself into a ball and just starts spinning really fast and kind of rolls a couple feet to the side. Whoa. And in so doing creates another ball. He's ready to throw again. What? Get him! Go, Slurp. Fourteen. Yeah. Get it, Slurp! Woo! Get him, boy! Okay, so, uh, yeah, so he he rolls off to the side, creates a new ball, um, whips it up with his trunk, lets out another quick trumpet, and just slams right into the side of Jam, who nice. this time is not able to, like, reconstitute and shoot it back. Um, and it's it's pretty adorable to see, like, a little purple fampy with two little dot eyes, a little smile under the trunk. <laughs> he kind of looks over to you and just winks Sorry. as the, the ball falls down. <laughs> Goes, yeah, so Slurp, you know, he is he is faster than than I originally thought. You know, I thought he was, um, you know, he's very methodical. You know, he makes the ball, but all of a sudden, you know, the chips are down. He is, he is, turns into like the wheels. He is very fast. Yeah, I didn't know you could do that. Yeah, that is that is good. Super cool. Goes, how best to utilize this? What if, you know, he is. Uh, let us let's work on the the speed. The speed for the rolling. Okay. 
because that is, um, you know, we have seen he can throw the earth. That is not a problem. You know, he is very strong, um, but he's also fast. So let's work on the speed. So what we do, we have, um, we have Jem, you know, he will become, uh, you know, you are familiar with the, the, the Mr. K, you know, he, he suctions around town, makes all the, the noises. Yeah, we met him earlier. Yeah, so you may or may not know, but Mr. K sometimes, you know, he comes around to learn uh, a few things from us. Um, and in so doing, he teaches Jem how to be um, the auxiliary. Oh, oh. Yeah. So Jem, Jem, let's uh, let us do the the Mr. K training, and uh, Jem folds into a purple translucent artillery, and begins to just breathe in some of the dirt and mud from all around it, and compact it into very small like cannonballs. And he's just he seems to be like folding a couple in each tentacle, and there's one in the uh, the main like nose snout, and he goes, okay, so for this one. Uh, slurp, you just, you know, you just go. You go fast, you dodge as many as you can. Okay. okay. They, they should not hurt, you know, they are just mud. Um, but we will count everyone that you dodge as a, as a big win. Okay. Okay, so this is what we do. Here comes the first one, okay? Boom! Right. And the first ball just comes shooting out like a cannon. Let's go, Slurp. Uh, 13. 13, okay. Yeah, he... Uh, Slurp once again just kind of tucks into a, a wheel and just begins rolling around. The first one misses. Here comes the second one. Let's go. Oh, nat twenty, but it's technically nineteen. <laughs> I mean, eight. Twenty is a twenty. Um, as he's as he's rolling super fast, you can see his ears kind of fold out into blades for like stability almost. And he he kind of does this weird, digs his ear in for like a a big turn, unfurls and baps the the cannonball with his trunk. And just detonates it and then keeps spinning. Let's get another one. So cool. Go slurp! Ah, three. Oh! Uh, in in kind of unfurling, he, he does lose a bit of speed, and the next one hits him right in the side. And he, he kind of like gets back up and going, and uh, Jam waits a sec for him to get back up to speed. Let's get one last one. That was a sick move. Keep that focus. Ten. Ten? Okay. Yeah, as, he's, as he keeps going faster and faster, uh, James just goes and just shoots out one last cannonball um, and as it goes to collide with Slurp it's almost like they're playing a game of chicken and he kind of goes and just burrows underground for a second pops out on the other side of it and lands very triumphantly on all four feet um, right in front of you and just sprays you with mud <laughs> yeah buddy that was safe and he goes so cool. Very excited. So yeah, uh, Dr. Lawson will say, yeah, that is, uh, that is very good, you know, he's very fast, very defensive, um, but you know, in, in the pinch, he is, he is good for throwing. For sure. All right, I'm gonna call back Slurp. Okay. Uh, and then I'm gonna turn to Bang. Mm -hmm. What you got, son? He just goes, yeah, you know this. I, I imagine Dr. Lawson, he likes yeah. to... Yeah, as you know, the fighting types, yeah. they are very... You know, I used the, I used the line earlier, I called... Um, the, she called him Boysenberry, you know, Phoebe, we call him the Spunky Monkey. <laughs> I think that was misplaced. I think this one might actually be, you he, know... He is rather spunky. Yeah. So here's what we do. Um, what is uh, what is his uh, preferred, you know, fighting style? Does he like the punching, the kicking? He was about the punching, but he's gotten super into the kicks. Okay, you know that is that can be good, you know. 
Um, perhaps there is a lot he can learn when you are on the road, of course, from uh, from the boysenberry. You know, maybe have them throw down a few times. You know. Okay. Um, Sometimes when you fight outside um, the like the Pokemon centers, you know they have the ring out rules. Maybe you do a few of those practice fights as well. Uh, that could really help Boysenberry. I know he is looking to um, to develop them. The little one has a lot of lot of fight in him, so that might be good to to work this bang. Okay. But if we want to work on the kicking and the punching, um, there is a. A technique that we learned a little bit ago. You know, we have a Hitmon Chan come through town a few weeks ago. Uh, Jam did some sparring with him. Um, but there's also, you know, the Hitmon Lee. You know, he has the legs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we could um, perhaps what we do is we have Bang observe these two forms, maybe have him try to dodge with one and counter strike with another. I like that. You know? So would you say he is more comfortable with the, the kicking now, or is he still. Like, at his core, he is good with the fists. Honestly, I'd say it's kind of balanced now. He's been about the kick since he learned how to do it. So I think he, I think he's got kind of down pat, but... Okay. I don't know. So here's what we do. You know, the, the Hitmonchan, he keeps, he keeps the gloves up, up close, yeah? Mm -hmm. But that does not mean that you could not channel, you know, the Hitmon lead. Do the, do the kicking as well. You know, block for the face, keep the vitals protected, but then come in for the powerful kick strike. Um, for something like, uh, you know, the Mankeys, you know, we do have, um, you could use verticality in your fights, you know, sure. if there's a tree or like a light post, something nearby, use that environment to get some leverage, okay? He has the tail, so what you do, you get him up on, on a thing, you know, you swing around with the tail, maybe come down for the strong kicks. So there's, um, there's something that uh, if, if his training goes well, I will, I will give to you. Um, it is uh, it is an instructional guide, you know, for the for the mega punch or the mega kick, oh, whichever ooh. one you prefer to learn. Sweet. Um, but it sounds like he really prefers the kicking, and maybe the kick might be where it's at for him. I think that might be the go-to. Mm -hmm. Perfect. So here's what we do: we will have Jem be the Hitmon Chan, and I will bring out my other assistant Leo. We will see if we can't whip something up for the Hitmon Leo. Okay. Okay. Here's what we do: it says Leo, will you come here, please? And you see this little, uh, kind of like beagle dog looking thing, and it kind of waddles up, straightens its beret, um, flicks a little bit of paint off the paintbrush, and begins sketching uh, what you gather to be a hit one lead. Um, and as he sketches it on the ground, kind of fills in some details. Um, he does it pretty quick. It's a, it's a very rough sketch. And he places a hand on top of the sketch, and he pulls it up from the ground. Kind of shakes it out, and it becomes a three-dimensional painted Hitmonlee. What? He goes, that's so cool. Right, so now we, uh, are we ready? We are going to have, you know, the Hitmonchen. You know, he will try to block some of the kicks from the Hitmonlee. And when Bang sees the opening, he will strike both of them, okay? Okay. So they will fight each other. I want Bang to study, see what he can see. And when he notices an opening on either side, see if he can't get those sneaky strikes in, you know. Okay. Fighting is not always about honor. Sometimes it is about, you know, just taking out your opponent in whatever way you can. So they're going to focus on each other and Crash, just, or Banks is just supposed to jump in there and kick whenever he sees an opening? Mm -hmm. Okay. Because the Hitmonchan, you know, is always watching his opponents. Right. But sometimes, you know, there is a there is a lapse in judgment, or when you notice that the guard is down, that is where you strike. Okay. 
with the Hitmonchan, and the Hitmonlee begins sparring. The Hitmonchan's just throwing up like elbows and quick jabs to keep the Hitmonlee on his toes. And the Hitmonlee's always bouncing, always moving. And Bang's just watching back and forth. All right, Bang, let's get a wisdom check. We need that. We need to see that insight. He's watching the combat. 16. Okay. He's watching, and he can see every time the Hitmonlee goes to strike, he kind of leans back really hard on the on the right leg and comes in really strong with that with that knee. So Bang's just watching that. And in so doing, when the Hitmonlee comes in for a big strike, the Hitmonchan will throw up an elbow, and he leaves one of the arms exposed. Okay. Let's get an attack roll. Hey, he's going to jump in, try and get it, buddy. Hit that one. Ooh, that's it. 18. Yeah. As as Bang leaps in, he goes whack, and he comes in with a, a swift elbow right here. Um, and he kind of like, it's, it's a weird like gelatinous sound as Jam's arm is kind of thrown out. Um, and as the elbow comes in, you can see Hitmon Lee spins in for another kick around towards Bang. Oh, so what we want to do is we want to see Bang roll a d10. Okay. And we're looking for you to roll a higher number than I have rolled. Alright, let's do it. Six. Ooh, he's got it. So as the as the kick is coming around to the side of Bang, he like jettisons out of the the gelatinous Hitmochan over the kick so that the leg smacks into Hitmochan's arm. And he comes around the back and brings his uh, his leg down for a kick to the back of Hitmonlee. Woo! So let's get an attack roll. Get him, bro. Get it, buddy. Ooh, Bang! That's I forgot really, Bang can't miss. That's a 20. You know? That's a <laughs> Bang is just a beast. Yeah, so Ooh. he brings down a, a very thunderous kick to the back of the hip only. Some of the paint kind of splatters off and he no longer looks like a full image. <laughs> um, as the two of them now, uh, Hitmonlee does this weird, like, spiral leg sweep, trying to, to sweep Bang and Hitmonlee off their feet. So let's get a dexterity save from Bang. Alright. Come on, bro. Okay, let's see how Hitmonchan does. Ooh, that's not so good. Um, As Hitmonlee comes in for a big leg sweep, Bang kind of lands on one hand, throws himself up and over, wraps his tail around the leg, and rides in. As the Hitmonchan is uh, swept off his feet, Bang comes in with a karate chop. So let's get a... Let's go, bro! Killing it right now. Oh no, that's a six. Yeah. As Hitmonchan's coming down, Bang's like, I am a god. <laughs> and Hitmonchan is just, he's like a little bit too far away. Um, as Bang kind of spirals out and he tries to release the tail, um, as he comes spinning out, he lands on his feet. As the two uh, the two fighters now just face Bang. Um, as, as they kind of look at each other, uh, Hitmonlee comes in for this like flying knee move. As Hitmonchan comes in for a quick jab, as Bang kind of goes to react, and then he sees the sucker punch coming in. So let's get a deck save. Oh, snap. From Bang. Come on, bro. Come on, buddy. Uh, dirty 20. Dirty 20! Let's go! Ah! So as, as Hitmonlee kicks himself off the ground with a, a flying knee, Bang just leaps up and puts his hands out, catches the knee, and springs himself back, knocking the Hitmonlee off balance as the Hitmonchan comes in for a quick sucker punch. Uh, Bang sees his moment, and he, as he's kicking off the, the knee, he grabs onto Hitmonchan's glove, swings around, and goes for a kick to the back of the head again. Get him, dude! Get it! Oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah, as he's as he's spinning around, the momentum's a little bit too much. He kind of threw himself too far, and he lands a few feet away and kind of tumbles. Um, as they come in for one final blow, Hitmonlee leaps very high into the air. It comes down, leading with one of his legs. 
uh, down towards Bang as the Hitmonchan just kind of like leans back, comes forward with like a Little Mac, like solid punch. Oh, comes shooting across the arena. Let's get one final deck save. Come on, bro. Come on, buddy. Dude. 13. 13. As, as the Hitmon Lee is coming down, uh, Bang just scoots himself out of the way and is on like the back of one leg as the Hitmonchan's coming in, and he just reaches up with his arm and pushes Hitmon, or Hitmonchan's fist slightly out of the way. And as the Hitmon Lee is coming down, the fist collides with the back of the knee, the Hitmon Lee splashes into the, into the ground, and it just becomes a paint splatter um, as, the, as the Ditto's arm kind of comes into a stop. And he, he sits up and he gives Bang a, a very deep bow. Wow. I think I think bow, Bang would probably bow as okay. well. Yeah. Bang goes in for a bow as the ditto, once again, just becomes a small ditto. Um, and he kind of gives a gelatinous high five <laughs> to Bang. That's awesome. Yeah. As uh, Dr. Lawson has just been feverishly taking notes, and it's like, that was incredible. Oh, sick. He did I, such a good job. That, like, I don't know what to say. Um, so, you know, the the original deal, I was like, I would give you one or the other, but that was that was great. It is clear to me that um, you and and your friend Bang here, they are, they, are, they are on the same wavelength, you know. You are sitting there, you know, you, you just watch him go, and, and he is very good. Oh, yeah. So, my, my offer to you still stands. Would you prefer the Mega Punch or the Mega Kick? I think we're gonna go Mega Kick. Okay, so here's what I have for you. And he pulls out a small, like, gray, almost like a textbook. And um, he goes, so read this with bang, okay? Boom. Boom! That's sick. That's really cool. I like that. Yes. That was dope. Yeah, bang, like, very excitedly stomps around and Crash starts joining him and then they inevitably just evolves into a wrestling match. <laughs> And then they, they kind of tumble over as they're exhausted, just laying at your feet. They're just like... <sighs> head, head scratch for bang, head pat for crash. <laughs> yeah, they both just like pass out in front of you. They're like... Bah! Bah! <laughs> nice. Um, Dr. Lawson, hang on. I'm going to yeah. run over to the PC, mm -hmm. change out Slurp for Growl. Okay. Bring Growl over. Growl! This is one of my other homies, Growl. I'm going to toss him out. Growl lets out a, a very powerful, uh, like, howling roar. <clears throat> yeah! He goes, oh yeah, I see. I'm noticing a theme, you know. You have all the very high energy, the very high energy teammates. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's me. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> that is good. Uh, so what does, what does Growl need to know? Um, honestly, I don't even know. Like, we've been working on creating Fire Fang into... Uh, range moves who's been trying to shoot fire um, but I haven't seen him in a while so I honestly just wanted to bring him out <laughs> see if he could maybe get better at that or yeah for sure I don't know yeah it is a very common thing you know for the, the fire types especially you know they either they can throw the fire and they want the fiery up close or you know they can do the fire up close but far away they are like no I don't know so that is that is a very easy thing to work on. Yeah, yeah. so I was yeah. That or I don't know, maybe maybe something to tap into the dark side would be oh, cool yeah. too, but I don't know what that would be. Okay. Well, you know, with we have uh, two avenues to, to look at this. Um, sometimes for the for the darkness, you know, the the teaching techniques they are not so positive. 
Mm-hmm. I don't know, a lot of it is, um, you know, frustration and failure um, leads them to kind of, when they, when they are not thinking so clearly, they are much more effective. Um, but when they are more effective, you know, things get a little more dangerous. So that is certainly a thing you can work on. Okay. Um, I'm happy to help guide you through that, but it is important that you do not lose the growl that you know to get the growl that you want. No doubt. That makes sense. That would be sketchy, but... <laughs> that it is not just the dark types that do this, you know, the, the psychic types, when they get, you know, too powerful, they start to wonder why things are the way they are. And they try to change it. The dark side is exactly the same. You know, they will, they will see weakness as something to be removed. So that is... That is why it is not impossible to strengthen the darkness while keeping the light inside. But you have to find the balance. Yeah, that would be ideal. Um, you, this is off topic, yeah. but it kind of goes along with what you just said. Mm-hmm. Do you know anything about the, the war that happened? I do. I know. Um, I know enough about the war. It is, um, it, it occurred when I was still a child, um, I was only five or six when it ended, but I was, I was there for enough of it. Do you know, like, any of, like, what happened, like, who was in charge? We, we kind of encountered, uh, it's a very, very intense dude, uh, Pokemon, mm-hmm. if you will. Uh, named Cause and found out something about a prime mind. Do you have any idea what that is? I do. Um, tell you what. If we can get Growl to produce fire at a distance, you will earn your information that you seek. Okay. Is that a fair trade? Yeah, definitely. I'm gonna turn to Growl and give him a hug really quick and be like, and it's been a little while, but you gotta... Really focused right now. Yeah. He he digs his feet in, locks eyes with you, and lets out another roar. Let's go, buddy. Okay. Woo. He goes. So let us. Um, perhaps we can fuse learning this uh, this teaching. I will teach you about the war, what I know of it, um, while we try to teach Growl to to produce the fire. It is, um, it is not a, a pleasant subject for most. A lot will avoid it, but, you know, as someone who teaches, I feel it is important that especially the youth understand what was lost to, to understand what was gained. No, definitely. We're interested, considering we kind of faced it, so mm-hmm. we want to know what it's about. Yes, there the, are those who say the war is still going on. I am one of those people. All right. So, you say you encountered a Kadabra. Mm-hmm. Was Growl with you at the time? Honestly, don't remember. I think so. Yeah, he was. Okay. So perhaps what we do... Jen, we are going to try something a bit unorthodox. Oh, shit. <laughs> Jem, if you would be so kind as to... Um, Transform, please, into a cadaver. 
as Jam uh, takes on the form of a cadaver. Does not look similar to Kaz, but the likeness is there. Right. Um, as Jam just begins to levitate and hold his new arms out, he goes, very well. Now then, growl. As you can see, your opponent is very, very fearsome. To get close to them is dangerous. Mm-hmm. But that does not mean you cannot strike them. So, show me what you can do. All right, buddy. Let's fire it up. Get it, growl. Get it, growl. Okay, there's 11. Okay. Yeah, he begins, like, frothing at the mouth, but it's like magma. He's ready. Come on, buddy. Toss it. No. No. Seven. Okay. Yeah, as he's... As the magma starts to kind of drip out, you watch as he starts, like, wincing in pain as uh, Jim's just got his eyes closed. And he seems to be just emanating these waves out towards Growl. Um, and he's kind of, like, sliding back in the mud as he's, as he's still holding in there, but he's being slid away. Oh, man. This is, is a dangerous thing when your opponent is smarter than you. But that does not mean you cannot destroy them. Come on, Ralph, shake it off. You got this. He's gonna... Nah. And then try to circle and start it up again. There we go, mm-hmm. rub again. Okay. Yeah, he, he grits his teeth, bears his fangs, lets out another roar as some of the magma kind of drips out of his jowls. Yeah. Here we go. Get it, buddy! Nice. Yeah. There it is, 23. Perfect. Okay, go ahead and roll damage. All right, here we go. Ten. Five. Nine. Nine. Yeah, as as Growl is roaring, um, you watch as the psychic waves that are flying off of the Kadabra kind of are dispelled by just his raw energy as he just begins to, like, glow with heat. And he shoots out this gout of magma towards the Kadabra, and it just starts uh, sizzling on the skin. Um, at which point Dr. Lawson will tell you, he goes, what do you know about the, the source stones? If anything. Not not much at all, other than they're like super, super powerful. Mm-hmm. So, if you know that they are powerful, do you know what the world was like before we discovered them? Can't say that I do. It was a much less magical place. Think of, um, think of your friend Crash, yeah? Without the source crystal of water, what is left of him? I, I guess... He's just a little crocodile. You are correct. Before the, before the source crystals were fully discovered, we did not know why the Pokemon were out and about, why they did things that they did. But perhaps we should have left them buried. Oh, dang. You ask about the Prime Mind. Have you ever seen a Pokemon in full contact with one of the source stones. Yeah, actually. You know how they they lose all the parts of themselves that are not raw power? Mm -hmm. Now imagine if, let's say, an incredibly intelligent psychic Pokemon were to encounter the source stones not only of psychic, but of darkness. Uh... Think of fusing incredible intelligence and a lack of fear. Think of what happens then. Now then, on with the lesson. Yeah, 
Yeah, totally. Yeah, if I, if I can refocus. <laughs> yeah, as the cadaver kind of recondenses all the magma that's on its skin, it looks very like hideously disfigured and scarred and burned. And all that magma folds into a, a condensed ball, and he shoots it out towards Growl. Whoa, let's get a deck save. You got it, buddy. 18. Woo! Yeah, as he digs in, um, he lets out another like volcanic roar and just shatters the magmas, disperses around him. Wow! And he looks back at you and he's he's like the most focused he's ever been. Let's go, bro! He just goes, <laughs> and more of that psionic energy is just pushed back, and the, the cadabra through one of its like burned and scarred eyes just like looks like simultaneously terrified and furious. Oh snap. Um, let's get another attempt at a at a fire at range! Come on. Still a lot of Eight that Eight. time. Okay. Uh, instead, he just lets out one more ferocious roar, more magma pouring out, and he watches the psionic waves once again condense. Let's get a wisdom save from Growl. Come on, come on, buddy. Stay on your feet, buddy. You got this. Uh, 14. 14. Yeah, he he starts to kind of fall, and he hears you say, you got this, and he goes, Wah! and he lets out another roar, pushing back more of the, the psionic beams. Let's get another attempt. Here we go. He's holding, he's holding strong. No. <laughs> oh, no. No. Okay. Yeah. So as the, as the magma fails to coalesce, you watch as, um, instead of heat and, and fire, you watch as just darkness and shadow begin to pool around Growl. Uh -oh. um, you watch as his eyes just kind of glaze over slightly. He just looks furious. Um, go ahead and roll just a d20. Let me know what you do. Look at that! Does that count? Yeah, sure. It's a natural twenty. Yeah. That was um, amazing. As Growl uh, kind of sits there, you get the feeling that he's he's like furious that he's unable to to do what he just did. He was just there, and the the threat is is present and real. And for a moment, you get the you get the feeling that that Growl is not quite himself. As he lets out one final roar, all the shadow from around him coalesces and shoots out in this massive blast. It's almost like a huge cone of darkness in front of him. As the little darts and arrows of darkness start striking through uh, the cadaver, little bits of the ditto kind of like fall to the ground and start to recongeal into little ditto. He's just holding up the image at this point. Um, as one final psionic blast comes out and disperses what remains of the shadow, Growl returns to normal, lets out one final roar. Let's get, a, let's get another check. Here we go, buddy! That refocus was crazy. Come on. No, again! Oh, three times! No. Son of a bitch. Yeah, as he, as he lets out one final roar, uh, his roar and the psionic energies collide once more. And it almost seems to just shatter the stillness of the area as both Growl and uh, Jam kind of just calm themselves and return to normal. Dr. Lawson looks at you and says, Now you have... Now you understand. Um, it's the powers of darkness. They are very, very potent. For sure. They are dangerous. I will tell you, um, when I work with your friend Milo, you know, he has the little Monty. Very, very nice bird. We were working on agility, speed, dodging. I have seen... The raw powers that growl outputs come from that little bird. I will, 
I tell you this because I don't know if your friend will tell you, but that, that power is not something to be taken lightly. Milo says he has not seen this power before in Zamonte, but I think there is something deeper there. He says he spent some time alone. I, I believe something may have happened with that bird while he was alone. As, as his friend, I encourage you to keep an eye on, on this as you go forward. And also for, for Growl, you know, he is able to produce those, those dark waves. That is something to not encourage. Um, it is useful, small portions, you know. It is important to remind him of who he is beneath all the anger. Right. Okay? Okay. Now then, I believe you are owed some answers. What are the questions that you have? <laughs> oh gosh, I'm not the person <laughs> for this. <laughs> <laughs> um, where did all of like the battle and stuff start? As far as I am aware, there is a, a large forest to the north of Green Gate, um, a very wide expanse, almost untouched by mankind. Um, deep within that forest is apparently the source stone not for the psychics and for the dark types. Um, somewhere deep out there, there was a small colony of little abras. You know, they are working together, they are building a little society. Um, they are where we learned of timekeeping and all kinds of things like the phases of the moon. Um, the abras were highly intelligent. Um, and we believe that is their connection to the source stone. One of them uh, managed to evolve just purely through willpower and knowledge. And he began to lead these abras. And they would venture further and further to the boundaries of the forest. And supposedly one day they encountered humans. And the humans, you know, we have the, the Pokeball technologies. Naturally, they, they capture some of these Abras and they take them from the home. The Kadabra is naturally displeased. You know, he loses friends and family to the, to the capture. Um, he starts to wonder why, why does humanity, you know, why do we have the ability to, you know, walk around? We see them as friends, you know, but the Kadabra thinks we see them as weapons. So he starts to arm and train the Abras. And over time, you know, some of the Abras, they, they also evolve. You know, they learn things, they become the Kadabras. And that, that Kadabra, the one who started all of this, he, he starts a war with the dark types that also live in the forest. You know, the dark types, they are shunned by, by people for a long time. You know, they are afraid of them. Mm-hmm. And they, they lay siege for many, many days. And, the, you know, the people of Greengate, you know, they just see the big forest, you know, on fire, lots of explosions, trees are falling. Um, and they don't know why. Until one day, the Halakazam, you know, he comes floating out of the, the forest, but there's a darkness to him. He is disfigured, you know, he has too many limbs. Some of them are blackened and, and horridly scarred. 
And the people are afraid and they shun him. They tell him to leave, but he does not leave. He stays. That is when the war began. It is said that this prime mind was working on the technology to capture humans, in the same way that we capture the Pokemon. Naturally, this does not sit well with the people who say, you know, we are, we are not to be used as, as tools of war. And the prime mind says the same about his kind. In a sense, we are, we are both right. That is why to this day, you know, there are people who, they don't, they don't capture the Pokemon. The Pokemon, they are free to leave. You know, that, that bond is earned. You know, they are friends, they are not tools. But the Prime Mind does not see this. He just sees weapons. So the war breaks out. Both sides working tirelessly to destroy the other. Until one day, the Prime Mind, he leaves. He leaves all his, all his subjects behind. He gives up the war. He destroys all his, his technology. He leaves his people in darkness and he is gone. Many of the psychic types to this day still believe in the prime mind as, as you or I would believe in a, a, a higher power. They believe he will return someday, but I hope for all of us that that is not true. But that war was taxing. It took its toll. Many, uh, many of the generations older than mine lost more than they care to admit. And they, they had their views of the world challenged. They, they saw themselves as hyper-intelligent, you know, the pinnacle of, of everything. And they saw that taken from them very quickly. So I will... I will say only this of the Prime Mind and the Source Stones. Neither of them should be taken lightly, nor should you go seeking them. They bring only despair. Okay. <laughs> Knowledge gained. That was a lot. And thank you for telling me that because yeah. nobody else would really talk to us. Mm -hmm. Our friends are going to be pissed. That was me. I got all this information because yeah. now I'm going to have to tell them all of this. Because <laughs> that is okay. You know, sometimes knowledge, it comes from the unlikely source. And you know, if they, they don't believe you to be the, the bearer of knowledge, now you get to show them all you have learned. Yeah, definitely. That was crazy. Mm -hmm. And uh, just in case... Not, uh, not everyone is as keen to talk about the war, you know, so sometimes it is best to, to not mention. Um, especially the, the much older generations, they are, they are not keen on this, you know. They saw the destruction it wrought, they are not, they're not eager to relive. Would you say that there are still humans who would like follow the prime mind it would not surprise me um, there are there are stranger things in the world than people who believe that 
a, a Pokemon could, you know, become some sort of higher power, you know, transcend normal limits. <laughs> People flock to power. That's very true. All right. Well, <laughs> the my, uh, I feel like I shouldn't do this now, but I was gonna go try to get the source stone that's <laughs> underneath the lake. Think <laughs> goes. Oh, you know, uh, I won't stop you. If, if, you know that is that could be um, a nice growing experience. There can be no denying the power of these source stones. But I would, uh, I would take caution, especially for Crash, um, not to let him get too close to, to the source stone. It's <clears throat> for one so powerful as he. I would, I would be mindful, um, not to let him, you know, remain in contact too long, if at all. Uh, but the the way to the source stone will be dangerous, to be certain. Um, any any aquatic life, you know, down there will be far more ferocious than you might expect. Do you know of anyone that has gone down there to like get things or just like see what's down there? I know that many have tried, but the lake is far deeper than they expect. All right. Well, advantage, CJ. <laughs> Scooby Gear. Scooby Gear. <laughs> that's gonna be a fun experience. All right. Well, Doctor Lawson, I think that's. I think that's all I got. Yeah. Well, Thank you for everything. That was really awesome. Yeah, of course. Um, Feel free to, you know, stop by anytime. Um, I tell your friend uh, Milo, um, you know, if you continue to learn things on the road, um, you have new discoveries um, or just want to share progress, you know, you feel free to send us letters. You know, we do love to see how the students are getting on when they leave. Yeah, we're definitely going to stick around here for a while because I think there's a lot of things that we wanted to check out mm -hmm. and then we're all going to do the gym challenge, so. Oh yeah, that is very exciting. But I, I I think that we're definitely gonna come see you again because I guarantee my friends will have questions. Yeah, you know that is fair. Um, just tell them that uh, you know knowledge comes at a price. <laughs> yeah, definitely. All right. But also tell them that your little monkey, your little bang, he is he is he is something else. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Mm -hmm. Happy with all my, my boys. They did very well. Woo! Alrighty, well. Bye, Dr. Lawson. Yes. Take care, young CJ. Sweet. Well then, I'll bounce out of there. I kind of just want to like, walk around, heading in the direction of, uh, Mr. K and Gardner Woman Lillian. That's mm -hmm. her name. I got there at the end. That's why I said it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because I just can't get that sexy carnivine out of my head. Oh, yeah. Or if it's a carnivine. It probably is. It is. Okay. Um, <laughs> and she was like immediately ready to just throw him out and say, bring it on. So, I mean, I'm not upset at that. Uh, I definitely want to like look around as I'm walking that way though. Yeah, I'm gonna go a different direction. It's nice to have notes. Just knowing that I need to get to that area again, okay. but loop around a different way so I can see more of Wadalonga. Mm -hmm. Just K 
kind of go around, see if there's any areas that look neat or yeah, are interesting to CJ and Crash. Mm-hmm. Through the that would be through a lot of like where some of the riverboats are at. Not necessarily the merchants, but there are like people who literally just live on riverboats. Yeah, because there's not a lot of places to build houses. So most most people here do just live like either in their shop or on a riverboat. Sometimes okay. that's the same thing. Alrighty. I'll do that. I'm just gonna walk. Yeah. Walk on through there. Don't walk. <laughs> Is CJ looking for anything in particular? Um, maybe some cool Pokemon he hasn't seen before, or like Ooh. anything that catches his eye as far as like funny looking people or like, <laughs> cool looking like wilderness surroundings that yeah, because there is like the surrounding pseudo forest bayou. Um, it, it does involve slightly leaving Watalonga, but it's still well within range. I'm not opposed to that. I might be down to do that too. Yeah, because there's a couple spots where like the the wood plank bridges kind of give way to actual just soil, and they kind of build down into a ramp. Now, if you wanted to be the first to see the the bayou, you're welcome to do so. The wild? The wild bayous. I'm done with that. Let's do that. Cool. Who's your who's your squad right now? You have Slurp is away. Yeah, Crash Bang and Growl. Crash Bang and Growl. Which I feel like it's a bad idea now, but we're doing it. Alright. <laughs> this is it. Yeah, cool. You have Crash Bang and Growl. And then obviously Pendleton is on yeah. my on my person as well. Yeah. So, Mr. <laughs> CJ, as you take your first steps into the bayou, uh, you hear a lot of like Cricket chirping. There's like pseudo cicada noises going on. Lots of lots of life and activity around you. Interesting. It's, it's mildly overwhelming, but it also kind of reminds you of your time as a forest boy. Oh yeah, forest boy. And me and Crasher immediately gonna start stomping out. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like like a little bit, and then be like, maybe we shouldn't do that. Yeah. We haven't been here before. <laughs> yeah. Crash stomps a couple times, and a bunch of like insects and things kind of like scatter from nearby bushes and run away. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Maybe we shouldn't do that. Okay. <laughs> Eventually, though, you do come to a clearing of the large trees. They're like those big, I think they're mangrove trees or whatever, that kind of like grow up from the roots, so it's kind of hollow underneath. Um, you see a couple like dark shapes kind of hanging out in there. There's some fireflies that kind of flit around outside each one. Nice. I'm gonna peer into those dark shape areas. Yeah. Let's see what I see. Pironi. Oh, that's a dirty 20 right there. Okay. Yeah, you see there's a, um, there's a, there's what you think is like a firefly, but it's just kind of dangling back and forth. And as you get closer and closer, a second one kind of lights up. And they're just going back and forth, back and forth. And then you can see two big, like, yellowish eyes kind of like sitting in the, in the low water of the, the swamp in front of you, just kind of attached to these things. You can see it's on antennas. And it's just sort of staring at you. Hey. It's Whoa. Is it like pretty big? It's pretty sizable. It's about the size of like a beach ball. I'm gonna try to touch the little light thing. Yeah. You get a little a little shock. Oh. And you're like, what? And it goes, and it kinda like murks towards you a little bit. It's got a, it has a little smile. <clears throat> Doesn't look menacing or anything, just looks curious about you. Hi, hi buddy. The whole while, the little, the little firefly things just dancing back and forth. Um, is Crash like looking at these things? Oh, and Crash is following them back and forth. He's just like mesmerized. 
Um, can I touch its body? Yeah. Let's see what happens if I touch it's, its like body. wet and slimy. Oh. It kind of recoils a little bit, but doesn't doesn't move. Um, you want to hang out with me for a little while? And he goes, Whoop! and it kind of like flops its way out from underneath the, the tree. And you can see it, it just has um, a little like blue fin tail and two little fins on the side, and it's kind of like flapping itself. It's kind of reminiscent of like how Rose gets around on land. Okay. It's kind of following you. Interesting. Kind of hops out onto the soil. Crash is very confused. <laughs> I'm confused too. I've never seen that thing before. I don't know what that is. Um, Alright, well, we're just going to keep venturing in. See okay. what else is going on around here. Yeah. With my new, my new bloop. It's Curse of Cowardly Dog. Surprise. <laughs> Yeah, he's not Pokemon. Not yet. <laughs> yeah, as you're as you're traveling, um, you make your way further and further through the through the bayou clearing, um, under all the the mangrove trees. You see a, a number of these these creatures that are the the one that's following you. A lot of them are kind of like dangling about, and as insects get closer, they kind of go, they kind of slurp them up. Um, but this one's just kind of flapping around along next to you. Um, as long as you're walking slow enough for it to keep up, it'll follow you. Um, Is he letting off any light with his old lantern? Yeah, thing? yeah. He's lighting up the area for you. Cool. Um, it's, it seems to be keeping away most of the um, bigger like insects and any of the like pidgeys or anything nearby are kind of keeping their distance. But a lot of the the smaller like mosquitoes and stuff kind of fly up to it, and he goes. Seems like a very effective predator. For sure. Luring things in. Moths are just like lamb, and then they die. <laughs> Eat it. Get wrecked, son. Yeah. But as you as you walk, eventually the uh, the little creature just goes, What? And it kind of gets you to stop right as uh, your foot's about to come down on what looks to be just a very thin veneer of, like, swampy mud. Oh. Is that like water crash? What is that, bro? Crash kind of like gets close to it, and there's this big bubble at the surface. Goes, and this like noxious gas kind of oh, no. stews up from it. And the the creature kind of like taps you with its fin. Is like, Whoa! yeah, no, definitely not. Okay, uh, is it like pretty big? Can I see much around it, or is it like it 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 looks <laughs> like you guys are kind of walking on like wet soil, and then it just. It looks almost the same, but there's just like gas bubbles emerging, and you can see that it is like very much so just liquid with a thin layer of the soil floating on top. Interesting. Uh, this is probably a really bad idea, but I'm gonna do it anyway. Yeah. We're gonna back up a little bit. Okay. I'm gonna call it a growl. Okay. Yeah. Like, hey, buddy. Little scratches on his ear. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna. This is a good idea. This is a really good idea. You're gonna like this. I want you to shoot some, shoot some fire out there. See what happens. Yeah, yeah. Let's get the, let's see that roll. <laughs> we got that B roll. What is it? What's the thing with that? Constitution. Oh, it's a nine. Oh, he barely fails. Dang so it. He, he gets a little bit of uh, fire from around his jowls, and the little creature's like, <laughs> oh no, that's a bad idea. <laughs> Uh, he's, just, he's like gurgling. He's like, no, don't do that. All right, maybe this is a really bad idea. I'm gonna call back Growl, throw out Pendleton. Mm -hmm. Be like, what is that stuff, bro? 
He kind of walks towards it a little <laughs> bit, gives it a quick smell, and goes. Pulls out a. He grabs a, a nearby stick, just pokes one of the bubbles, goes. He goes. All sorts of bad. That's what he said too. Yeah. He takes a he takes a small stone, and tries to skip it, and it just goes. And just sinks down. Snap. And he's like. <clears throat> yeah, no, that's bad. Okay, we'll go. We'll go that way. Mm-hmm. CJ, roll a d12. Heading the way that I think is uh, Lillian's. No, that's not okay. Good. You're, you're heading back to the to the tag. Well, ish, not really. Like just kind of okay. like just around. That just was away a, from the uh, yeah swampy bog. Those are two. Cool, cool. Yeah, as you're walking, you hear in the distance <clears throat> a very like sonorous howl. It's a very like. Which direction did that come from? It almost feels like every direction, but most predominantly like across the bog from you. Solid. All right. I'm a pendulum. Did you hear that? He goes, that, that way, right? And he kind of points the stick and he's like, yeah, okay. Well, let's let's see where if we can get around this and go that way. That sounded interesting. Yeah. The little creature <laughs> that's following you just kind of like hops along. To- Keeps going, and as long as you stay like five, ten feet away from the bog, he doesn't make any sound. Yeah, that's but anytime you get closer, he's like, <laughs> "Nice." It's like a little warning array. I like it. Um, but yeah, a few a few moments later, uh, you do hear that howl once more. It seems to be a lot closer, um, and then you hear this like crack of thunder above you. What is it? I'm gonna look up. Is it like weather? Or is that was that something that that thing did? It's it's been like. A kind of cloudy day, uh, but now the the clouds above you are like very, very dark. So oh they they appear to be like concentrated and rolling in, not necessarily towards Watalanga, but almost like parallel to it. Interesting. Hmm. Okay. Well, being a wild boy, wild boy, I'm gonna give no fucks about that. Cool. <laughs> and keep going towards this howling noise because okay. I'm very intrigued. Yeah. Maybe a trap. It happens. Who knows, man? <laughs> Who can say? Um, but you hear you hear uh, one more howl, and then a few moments later, another crack of thunder. Mm-hmm. Yep. Roll another d12. Liking this. Six. Ooh, okay. Yeah, the uh, the howling seems much closer now. Ooh. You seen anything, Pendleton? Let's see. <laughs> what does Pendleton see? Pendleton sees. Exactly nothing. Everything. <laughs> and also nothing. Yeah. Um, as he he kind of takes a look around and he's sort of peering about. Um, and it's at this point you realize it's it's gotten pretty dark pretty fast and you look up and the clouds are like right overhead now. So pretty much your only light is the uh, the little critter that's with you. Solid. I'm gonna send out growl really quick. Cool. He lets off light too, right? Yeah. Give it a little bit more light in this situation. Yeah. He Different. lets off some dim light. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna percept, see if I can see anything. Cool. Uh, 17. Yeah. So as you, you kind of like stop walking for a moment to just get your bearings, um, and you hear one more howl, and then you, you watch as Growl kind of like perks up and returns the howl. He lets out a, 
And you're like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. this may have been bad. And then very, very close to you, like almost directly overhead, is of thunder. And you can hear a lot of rustling in the in the thickets near you. What is this thing? And the, the little creature that you're with kind of like shrinks down and sort of recedes and turns off the little the little lights. It's gonna be okay, little little weird guy. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, maybe it's not. It just, okay. it just shrivels down. Ready him up, boys. What is this thing? There's there's one final crack of thunder overhead, and then this uh, small uh, green creature kind of walks out in front of you. It's on it's on uh, four legs. It almost looks like it has a little necklace of seeds. Um, and one big leaf protruding out of the top of its head. And it just goes, Creak! Hi. And it kind of waddles right up to you and starts, like, smelling your leg. Oh. I'm gonna touch its head. Yeah. It's, it's kind of, like, weird. It's, it's almost scaly, but it's, it's kind of, like, leather-type texture to it. You're like, oh, okay, sure, weird. Interesting. Were you, were you the one that was howling? It goes, Creak! Do you know what that was? Creak! Where, where is it coming from? And it kind of motions its head to the side, and you just see this massive, dark form just through the brushes to the side of you, and you can see some of the bushes kind of, like, knock over and another overhead. It, it's all this lightning a bad thing? It goes, Reek! <laughs> I really want to know what that is, but I probably shouldn't. It seems so bad, but I don't. I want to know. <laughs> All right. Well, I, you seem really chill. I want you to hang out with me. You want to hang out? Just break. Okay. Let's hang out. Mm-hmm. What, you down to go find out what that thing is? Just break. Let's do it, bud. It lets it. Uh, it extends two small vines out of its shoulders and kind of like perches itself on your back. Oh, what? And it lifts up the the little <laughs> creature that's been walking with you and kind of shakes it until the lights turn back on. <laughs> it's like sweet. So you have a little bit of a. Like an anglerfish vibe going on. Fantastic. Do you walk towards the, the rustling in the bushes? Definitely. Okay. Yeah, because out into the clearing steps this very large, majestic-looking blue dog with a massive purple mane and two silvery ribbons that look like moonlight out in front of it as it kind of locks eyes with you. Go ahead and make a charisma check. No bonus. 14. 14? Yeah. It just stares you down, and you kind of feel like it's staring into your soul. You're kind of just like... Learning all of the information that I have. (laughs) And it kind of... It walks a little bit closer to you, seeing that you have all these kind of wild Pokemon perched about you, and and Crash and Growl are out. Um, It kind of walks up, and it, it kind of just stares at you, but it's within, like, arm's reach of you. Okay. Yeah. It kind of pushes its head into your hand. Oh. And you and it just it feels like you're putting your hand in like a cloud. What? And as it kind of brushes up against you, um, it it leans back and lets out one more very loud and sonorous howl before it turns to leave from you. And there's another crack of thunder off in the distance as this thing just takes off like a shot. What? That was the coolest thing. <laughs> Holy crap. And in your in your hand is um, a few 
uh, very small strands of like purple silk almost. Yep. From its mane. Yep. I'm gonna absolutely keep this and uh, put it. I'm gonna. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna take my backpack off and I'm gonna find my badge case and I'm gonna open my badge case and I'm gonna put them in there and put it back. Oh. Back. Back. Badge yeah. As the uh, what was that? As it leaves. Um, Letting off that howl, you can hear uh, one more, another howl in the, off in the distance. It's a very gravelly uh, roar, and then another crack of thunder, and then the storm clouds clear. What? He brought the thunder. He's the rainmaker. Oh, what if that's what that was? That's so cool. It probably was. I just met the rainmaker. Oops. Oh my gosh, that was so cool. <laughs> At that point, the uh, the little green critter kind of puts down the the little blue guy, who just goes and just kind of like begins flopping back towards its its little mangrove tree. But the little green critter's hanging out with you. Yeah, little green critter, hang out with me forever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want to come back with me? We're we're gonna go talk to a gardener lady. Yeah. She just goes. Reek! Awesome. I like that. Kind of plops back down, um, kind of waddles up to Crash, who's trying to be all like, what's that? And she just goes up and licks him on the cheek and then keeps hopping around. What's a girl? Mm-hmm. Ooh, new dynamic. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. What's, uh, what's, uh, after the lick? How did Crash feel about that? He blushes immediately. Oh, she's <laughs> like, Let's go. He bro. tries to growl, but he can't quite. <laughs> yeah, you like it. And growl tackles him. He's like, ha! <laughs> 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 the, the, little, the little green creature just kind of leads you back to town. It keeps a, one of its vines like back towards you so that you can kind of stable yourself <laughs> on, the, on the ground. So cool. Fantastic. Well, let's keep doing that. Yeah. Eventually, she, she guides you back to, to town and just. Kind of walks up the up the gangplank with you. She's ready to follow you. Mm-hmm. Ready to hang out. How awesome is that? All right. Uh, yeah. Let's let's make our way to Lillian's because that was freaking awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. She'll she no longer knows like where she's going. Okay. So she'll she'll fall back to your side. Yeah. Walks with uh, crash and growl as long as you leave them out. Sure does. Oh yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Got squad. I'm looking really cool right now. Yeah, freaking Pendleton crash growling this cool. Yeah, new Pendleton movie. probably offers her some honey. Yeah, she'll she will oblige. Oh yeah, let's do it. Uh, make my way over to Lillian's on the way. Mm-hmm. Do I see anything? Go for it, dude. Nope. That's a eight. Yeah, it seems like in your in your brief stint in the the bayou, everybody kind of packed up anything that could be blown away when they thought a storm was rolling in. So it looks like a lot of people have kind of battened down the hatches, so to speak. Um, so the, the, the gang planks, for lack of a better word, are, are pretty clear. Um, you, get a, you, you do get a few like odd stares out of, out of windows and from like a few shops that you're just a fleet of Pokemon friends that are walking with you. That and you're a forest boy. So everybody's like, what is going on? So, <laughs> then right after the the thunder and stuff, a boy just comes walking out of the woods. Hey guys, hey, that was me. You're making your way to to Lillian's. Nice. And you you find your way there. Awesome. You can see uh, she's just sort of sat in her in her usual chair. Um, Gregory is just entangled in all the 
all the wall things, whatever it is they grow ivy on. You know, it's like that weird plywood yeah. lattice structure. He's kind of looped himself through there to sleep. Just hanging out. Mr. K is uh, currently underneath Lillian's. You can hear him suctioning around, tending to the plants down there. Interesting. All right. Hi, Lillian. Goes, oh, another visitor. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think I introduced myself the first time that I came here with my friends, but I'm a friend of Milo and Phoebe's. He goes, oh, yes, of course. I'm CJ. It's a pleasure to meet you. I asked you if you had any Pokemon that would battle. <laughs> oh, that uh, that's right. I remember now. Yeah, that was me. Yeah. That's... And you, you introduced Gregory to me. Mm-hmm. Have you, have you come to do battle with Gregory? I... Exactly, have. It has been an awfully long time since he stretched his bones. Well, it's going to be a fun little scuffle. Yeah. You can kind of hear, like, the sickening sound of vines creeping over plywood as he levitates down behind you. He just goes, Hey, buddy. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so creepy. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know what would be appropriate here. Uh, are do you are you in control of him when we battle, Miss Lillian? No. Okay, he, he just, just does his he thing. just hangs out here. He likes the other plants. Okay. Cool. Um, I don't know what would be appropriate as far as a battle goes here. <laughs> um, is he pretty strong? No, as far as I know, he certainly sounds ferocious when the fights break out. But it has been a while. All right. Uh, I'm I'm gonna turn to this this little leafy friend lady that's mm-hmm. now hanging out. Yeah. Um, be like, hey, do you want to team up with my dude Crash? She just goes, Reek! Sounds sounds like a plan. Um, <clears throat> I think that's what we're gonna do then. I think cool. Crash and new Crash and new friend, new friend. We're gonna go for it. Let's go, Crash and new friend. Sick. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Crash a new friend versus Gregory. Was who? Uh, Gregory is going first. Of course it is. Gregory attempts to throw seeds into Crash. The seed opens his weird flytrap maw, and he's currently digesting some carrot cake. Um, some seeds come flying out. So, Mr. Crash, if you could make a dexterity save, please. Twelve. Look at that. Yeah, the uh, the seeds go wide. Nice. Ash is able to uh, skillful dodge. Get wrecked. Right, dodges out of the way um, as Gregory just hovers ominously. Um, it's it's crash and chicory. Uh, crash is gonna immediately, seeing as this guy's rather overtly sexual, uh, try to leer at him and get him off his game. Oh, return the stare. Yep. <sighs> oh, that's a twelve. Sorry. Oh, really? <laughs> I thought it was intelligence, and I was like, oh yeah, no, sorry. No. Boom! Yeah, he's, not, he's not wise, he's intelligent. Half damage on his next. Yeah, half damage on his next. Bring it full. Uh, Gregory goes from giving sultry looks to being like, ooh. And he's like, kind of intimidated, but he also likes it. <laughs> he also likes it. It's Alright, Chikorita. Uh, Chikorita is, boy. is feeling in sync with Crash. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go... Um, and like run and do a little, little, little jump, little right up his tail and jump oh. up in the air mm-hmm. and fire off a razor leaf. Sick, right, Gregory? 
No. <laughs> For two. It's a save. Oh, it is a save. You're it's right. Save. Never mind. You should get up in the air. That's it. Eight. Send it down. That does not save. Yeah. So go ahead and roll your damage. Oh. Three. Six. That's nine. Nine. Woo! Nine. Yeah, Chikorita uh, runs right up Crash's back, and Crash is like, ah, and kind of flings her up into the air with his his jaw, probably unintentionally. That's just a reflex. He's like, something's on my back. Um, and she kind of like flies up, stabilizes herself on the rafters with one of the vines, and then lets loose a, a barrage of leaves that slice and dice. And some of uh, Gregory's vines kind of get shortened by that, and then he just regrows them back out. Which is gross. Nice. Um, and then it's Gregory's turn. Um, Gregory just opens his mouth again, and this this like pinkish smoke kind of oozes out. So let's have both of them make um, charisma saving throws, please. Okay. <laughs> they both roll twelve. They both roll twelve. So she's a fourteen and crashes a thirteen. They wait, both wait. No, that's not right. No. She's she's a twelve and crashes a eleven. Okay, so crash fails, um, but she succeeds. Dang it! Um, that's sick. As uh, so, crash is at disadvantage on his next uh, dexterity save because he's smelling the sweet smells. Okay. Um, he doesn't feel like dodging anymore. I see it. Um, and then it's crash's turn. Alrighty. Um, Crash is, uh, where are we? Are really in her shop? Just know that yeah. it's, it's Mortal Kombat rules. Uh, you're, you're fighting vaguely outside the shop on a two-dimensional plane where the environment can be destroyed, but not permanently. Okay. I like that. It's a, it's a, it's a good plan. Um, in that case, uh, Crash is just going to go right in for a bite. Okay. Disadvantage. Oh. Okay. No, he's, he's, he's fine on attacking. It's his deck save. Oh, it's his deck save? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yep. All right. Well, then that was uh, 17. Cool. Are you going for the water bite or just, no, just a normal bite? bite? Cool. Bite him. Five. Bite Gregory. Six. Nine. Wow. These two right now. Look at you just being in sync. This is wild. Yeah. This is, this is very wild. Yeah, as Crash comes running up to sultry Gregory, he's like, I can't look at anything else. Um, he takes another bite out of uh, Gregory's torso. It's the, the bottom part of the vines just drop away and then regrow back out. Oh. Um, he still looks to be in a great deal of pain, but it looks like his limbs can just reappear because he's gross. Um, and Gregory just gives Crash a very sultry look as his legs regrow, and Crash is like, ew, gross. Ew. You're disgusting. Gross. Uh, Chikorita. Chikorita is going to, from there, come down and go for a vine whip. Sick. Get it, girl. Oh, natural one. Ooh. She goes to land and reaches out with the vines, and they just sort of intermingle with Gregory's vines, and it's very gross and unsettling, and then she just very quickly just pulls the vine back. No. It's like, no, 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 no. Gregory's turn, he's going to throw seeds at Crash. Okay. So this is where that disadvantage will come into play. Mm-hmm. We'll get that deck saved, boy. Ooh. That is good. Crash, you are afflicted with all manner of seeds. Um, at the end of each of your turns, a little bit of life will be sapped away from you and given to Gregory. Oh, snap. Um, and Gregory just winks. He's like, <laughs> he's gross. Shut up, Gregory. <laughs> Crash, 
Wicked gross. So you, got, you got seeds all over your skin. Yeah, not not enjoying this, he's gonna try to fire up the water, get him, see if he can knock off any of those seeds, and then also come in with a sweet turtle smash on this. Get him. Turtle gross smash. Gregory. There's a 15 oh, to fire up that water. Yeah, it's there. And twelve. Oh, you barely missed. Damn, you're so close. Um, yes, Crash comes in with the the massive uh, snapping turtle jaws. Um, Gregory just his eyes go wide. He goes, and Crash is like, "Ew, gross! Ew, 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 ew! I can't do it! I can't do it!" And he just lands back on the ground. But this time, uh, the water remains around his feet. Nice. It is still swirling beneath him. Keep that water, bro. Uh, Chikorita. Yeah. Seeing that Crash is also having trouble oh, and then with Gregory's weirdness. Uh, and then Crash, you take uh, four points of of the, the damage, and Gregory regains an amount of HP. As some of the seeds kind of just drain him a little bit, and Gregory is invigorated. The vines get swole, which is gross. is gonna, again, go for a vine whip, smack him right in the nose. Rise in the nose. Rise in the nose. nose. She's not going to hit him with a five. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't really have a nose to to bap. Nope. Um, on on Gregory's turn, he's going to attempt to whip Crash with some vines. That's a natural twenty. Oh shit! You take a whopping eleven points of bludgeoning damage, Damn, bros. Uh, as Gregory brings the thunder um, and just baps him on the face. Damn. He is unafeared. Uh, and then it's Crash's turn. Yeah, Crash is going to come right back, not being happy. Uh, go for a water bite. There's a 19. Boom. He's digging that wall. 13. Did you roll off for Oh shit, it's water. I forgot. Yeah. Nope. Okay, so. And Crash is an absolute tower. And 15. <laughs> 23. 23. Coming at Gregory. Oh my god. Yeah, uh, Gregory just gets. Pounded by a lot of water, um, a sentence that he's quite excited about. <laughs> um, and as the sort of snapping turtle form builds around Crash again, you can see instead it's turning into more of like an alligatorish water form. So it's still uh, it's still reminiscent of Crash, but much larger and more aquatic. And he's kind of in the middle. He's almost like a like a Pacific Rim robot made of made of water. Sick. He's kind of like controlling it from the inside. Let's go. Um, and then he takes a little bit of leech seed damage. It's another four. Oh shoot! Oh my word! Sometimes I wonder if D fours actually roll or if they just fall. Like exactly because I picked them up. Because that's like okay, yeah. Never mind. I'm immediately proven wrong. Both numbers are different. <laughs> okay. Um, that's so that's crash. Uh, it's Chikorita. Uh, seeing that Crash did a cool move, she wants to do a cool move too, mm-hmm. uh, and she's gonna fire off another Razor Leaf. Sick. Let's see if he can dodge. He went to the Prometheus School of Dodging, um, and just tries to run, but in a straight line, so all the leaves still hit him. <laughs> Four! Oh! 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 Uh, eight. Damn Eight! Coming at him. Oh, man. Uh, Gregory looks like one more uh, hit from either of them, and he's not—he's not looking so good, Let's go. so to speak. Um, and then it's uh, Gregory's turn. He's gonna attempt to to whip Crash with some vines once more. Oh, I don't, I don't think that does. It's like a twelve. Nope. Yeah, that's no good. 
Um, the vines come down and uh, Crash is ready for him. Yeah, Crash is going to finish it off with that water. still alive. It's still alive. He's going to go. He's channeling the energy of the river. That's going to do it. That's a that's a 21 right there. That very hits. Get him. Five. Oh, yeah. Three. Eleven. Plus six is 17. 20. Yeah. As, as Gregory overextends his vines to try to reach into the water, he is rebuffed. And he's like, no. How does Crash finish the job? Uh, Crash, feeling his new water gator form, is just gonna come down with his big mom, pick him up, and like basically swallow him. So he comes into Crash's bite, and Crash is just gonna bite. Uh, and then he's gonna <laughs> snap him, seeing that he has had enough, and then just spit him right out onto the ground in front of Lillian. Excellent. The uh, in so doing, the seeds fall out of Crash. Nice. Um, gross. <laughs> and yeah, Gregory lies defeated in a in a, in a pile of uh, vines and water. Yeah, I'm gonna. He's, run. He has spiralized. He's just. <laughs> I'm gonna yeah. run right into the big water crocodile and hug Crash. Yeah, like that's super impressive, dude. Yeah. The water falls away. Uh, Chikorita walks up, gives him another lick on the cheek. Yeah, I'm gonna turn around and uh, pat, pat her leaf. Cause yeah. I don't really know what to do with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's like weird, but okay. Well, that was awesome. Yeah, you did it. Bully and I beat Gregory. Yes, that's wonderful. It was it was fun. He's 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 very interesting. That one. He's quite eccentric, yes. No doubt. Do you have any other Pokemon, or is it just these two? No, it's just these two. Though I fear Mr. K would be. Far less of a of a sport. I don't know. I, I imagine an artillery pretty much a tank. Oh, that's what I mean. Oh yeah, that, <laughs> that tracks. That totally tracks. <laughs> um, do you? I, just a question. Mm-hmm. Do you keep them in pokeballs? No, no. Mister K and I have been friends for a while, and Gregory just sort of lives here. Yeah, it seemed like the answer I was going to get from you. Anyway, thanks. Yes, of course. It's always nice for Gregory to exercise his weird tendencies. <laughs> no doubt. Take some of the chaotic energy out of his body for a while. Hopefully <laughs> he'll be calm for a few days. For sure. Um, alrighty. I'm gonna say goodbye and mm-hmm. head back to the Croconaw. Yeah. A la Remy's. Mm-hmm. Call it. The, the Chikorita will follow you. Yes, I hope that she would. Mm-hmm. Come hang out with us. Yeah. She'll she'll follow you into your into your quarters. Um, and as as you enter, there are several whooper. Um, they appear to be uh, all just laying in a concentric circle on your pillow. Of course they are. Come on, guys. As you enter, they go whoop 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 whoop. Hi. Can you guys get off my bed? They go, whoop, whoop. And they kind of start jumping on it a little bit. No. And then the, the Chikorita just gently picks them all up and puts them on the floor for you. Yeah. And they kind of whoop their way out of the room. Thanks. That was, that was super nice. Uh, I'm going to call out the bang. Mm-hmm. Be like, hey, your pillow. <laughs> he, <laughs> throw him on the bed. He, he jumps out. He's like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> he, hits, he hits the bed like on the soggy pillow and just like flips it over and then just goes, Awesome. And then I'm gonna jump on the bed mm-hmm. and use him as a pillow. Yeah. And then 
Pylon fam. Yeah. Crash will just like leap on you. Uh, Pendleton, much like a small puppy, lays on the at, like the foot of the bed. Um, the Chikorita will hoist herself onto like the dresser and just kind of ingrain herself into the wood and make a little nest. Nice. I need some growl warmth. So I'm gonna pull him up. Yeah. Right, right next to me. Right on the belly. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's all warm. And the moan drift off to sleep. Yeah, to sleep at times. All right. And that's where we're gonna call this side mission. Um, thank you guys for bearing with us through these, uh, you know, this experimental phase. Uh, let us know what you thought of the four separate side missions, if you'd like to see more of them, or like never again. Um, if this was just way too much, or, you know, if this was kind of a cool thing for you guys to see. Um, but otherwise, thank you guys for watching this, and uh, we will see you in the next one. Farewell. Bye. Bye. Having explored their various areas of interest, our heroes regroup to share their findings.